Let's roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. So we're back after round one. Uh, we've got Alex Koos from Canada and we've got Matt Crozier from Australia joining us. We're here to chat with round one game. Interesting game. Oh, very interesting. Super Beast, you know, uh, with, your, with, your, with your crap. Yeah. Ice Elemental list that everybody, everybody has seen. No, it's good. It's it's a, no, it's a soft <laughs> list. It's there for fluff. It's my mantic army. It's 90% yeah. And then Jason Britt with a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty stout Kingdoms of Men list, right? Equally filthy. Yeah. <laughs> so let's do this. Go over your list real quick. Okay. My list. Well, first of all, this is a David versus Goliath story. And I felt just like Goliath. I'll leave that off. <laughs> and, uh, so my list is four Ice Elementals, one with Pathfinder. Then I take three Snow Foxes. I have Sarakina. I have two Heal Surge Priestesses. I have two Frost Giants, and I have the Mighty Rim. That's my... Same question to you, Jason. Your list. Yep. Uh, yes. Three Hordes of Bowmen, two Regiments of Bowmen, uh, two Knights, uh, one with Pathfinder, uh, one with one round Strider. Uh, then I've got three Mounted Wizards uh, on Pegasus with Lightning Bolt, one takes Boomstick. Uh, then I've got two Wing Generals, one with uh, Headstrong, one with Plus One to Waver, and then a Hero with Indomitable Will, Mace of Crushing, Mounted. Oh, and uh, oh, okay. the big thing. Three cannons and a oh, yeah. siege okay. artillery. Don't, don't, don't forget the artillery. Oh, yeah. that, that, that yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about that little thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Mind your detail. Um, Dustin, talk to me about Serakina in your list. Oh, I love Serakina. I've been her for the first time at a GT we had called King of the Monsters. And believe it or not, it's that wind blast that freezes people, that catches... I don't care about flyers. When flyers try to flank, what yeah, do they do? Gotcha. They try to stay out of your threat yep. range. But they really can't anymore because if I push them one inch, now they're 18 inches. So she's amazing. That's the reason I have the Frost Giants instead of Cavern. I ran Cavern at a couple of GTs, and I loved them. Uh, and they did amazing. But Frost Giants with that Radiance and that extra heal, it's like I have heal 12 and Radiance. It just it works really well together. It keeps it more Frostbound, right? Oh, yes. It's every, yeah, the only thing that's not Frostbound in the list is my beautiful uh, Snowfoxes. Which are ice imps, they're abyssal imps. I love them with the boats yeah. broken in the uh, yeah. ice. Everything's water. frozen under ice. Exactly. Yeah. Well, talk to us about yeah. the game, Jason. How did you come into the game? What'd you think? It was good. Uh, I was worried. I knew uh, Dustin's a really good player, and as soon as I step within about like 18 inches of the box of death, it, it's going to be a box of death. Uh, so, yeah, it was just line up, try to shoot some stuff out, uh, try to block up the giants, uh, whittle a couple units down, and then when I take a step in, take a big step in with everything. Dustin, over to you. How, how you know? How did you see the game go? Well, anytime I see a gun line, this is the only second time I've ever lost to a gun line. What I do is I mitigate shots, I split shots, and then I usually wither the storm and terrain, and I play for the draw plus one. That's all I ever do when I see a gun line. You don't go for big unless you have a lot of speed. Right. Since I don't have the super fast speed to put pressure on, I used. I was upset that we didn't have the board next to us. The board next to us had <laughs> the terrain, all the terrain the, in the middle. Honest, the terrain wasn't not in your favor. No, yeah. on this one it had good alleyways. Uh, I still I hid behind a little house that could. Uh, it was a little house on the prairie I was hiding in, <laughs> and uh, so I was like, okay, I split shots. I've got in terrain. Yeah, everything. I would not change anything I did. Gotcha. I burned one token that I didn't burn. That's about it. Yeah. And guys, uh, the postings have been posted. The pairings are posted. Final thoughts. 
Uh, I, I'm glad I don't have to face Dustin again. So Icarus, <laughs> going to the sun now. No. Maybe you'll get to play somebody equally rough. Yeah, ho- hopefully not Brad's uh, duplicate. I get to play submarine, so I go for Paragon, see if I can exactly. get a repeat of that. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank right, you. Good luck careful. the rest of the day. Good luck, Thank guys. Thanks, guys. Hey, good luck, Bubba. Robert, they're doing um, four or three games today. We're doing four games today. Yeah, right. Are so they doing two before lunch? Uh-huh, two before or? lunch, and then, and then uh, okay. yeah. So what's interesting is we just, the so we had a meeting last night, and the, there was a lot of contentious dis- debate about, guys, four games is a lot <laughs> in the Masters Council yeah. meeting. And so uh, I think what we'll see going forward is part of the bid process. They will include, you know, I, I think the, the, the preference is three games in one day max, but if you really, from your, your bid perspective, have to have four games, you know, for whatever reason, or you want four games, it needs to be part of the bid, and I think that'll, you know, th- this year is an example of where we kind of didn't think about that until after the fact. You know, sort of, we didn't have really anybody that wanted a host, right, because of COVID and all the situations, and so we had just run Lone Wolf here, and so Mark said, well, we can run it, and then after we've already kind of sorted out the venue and some of those particulars, then we said, okay, well, how? what's the structure, how many games, and, you know, this is the Masters. You need six games, but man, four and two. You know, I think they do four uh, today and two tomorrow just to get people out of here on, on flights and stuff. But man, I it's rough, man. I, yeah, yeah, but you could start earlier day too, and I, 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 you don't need sixty-five minutes. Well, you know that's a good point too. For twenty-three hundred, it's it's close. At sixty minutes for twenty-three hundred is. Well, that's tight. you bring up a good point too. You know, maybe the answer is stop playing twenty-three hundred points, right? Maybe we yeah. play two thousand or nineteen ninety-five or something a little bit less, you know. But for whatever reason, you know that never has any traction when we have those discussions uh, in the in the Masters Council because um, I think people like having all their toys. At least this year, two before we did, you're doing two before lunch. I know last year, right. it was one before lunch and three after lunch. And right. I think I, game four, because best of the rest only did three games, and you're walking around the room and everyone looks like half dead in game four. We changed Clash of Kings down to three because too many people got burnt out from four. We used do, to do four. We have do we have the standings? Did he post those? I don't know where he's posted because he's using Warscore and I don't think uh, it's got public post. That's not a good talking point, you know. Obviously, Warscore, Bill Robertson, the gentleman who, ran, who, who built that program, kind of not in the scene anymore and kind of let Warscore drift drift away. The U.S. community is actually building their own tool and it just wasn't ready. No. It wasn't ready for this year. Tabletop but, TO just seems so... Yeah, similar, why not so just ready to go? I, yeah, yeah. yeah I, hey. You, you know what? You know Americans. We don't want to do what the Australians do. We're going to do our own thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so we're using WarScore for the scoring purposes, but obviously I'm not exactly sure how he's posting the results. Did did, did he post them on Fanatics by any chance? Uh, I'm not as clued in right now because, like I said, I for those who didn't see it, I, I streamed the, the the back end of the Jason Britt Super Beast game, and boy, yeah. my arms are tired. We need a tripod for that next time. Yeah, yeah. Be <laughs> one of those... Uh, those uh, Camera rigs that go on your shoulders. Oh, for sure, man. I thought that's what they. I thought that's what they called you, Rob. The tripod. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you guys spent some time with the stream, right? On Twitch and the Discord channel. Matt yeah. did more. Matt more than I. Yeah. 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 So we we were streaming the Carl Pool versus Joey Green game. How'd that game go? So I missed the final result, but it, it looked like it looked like uh, someone's just asked in the in the Twitch stream there. It looked like Carl. Was well and truly on top then, 
We also had Grant Feder versus Keith Conroy. Any other matchups that were interesting? How about the John Vanoss Eric Trowbridge oh, yeah, game? I was very curious about that. I didn't yeah, I think Eric was looking like a loss, but he might have pulled it back to a draw. Yeah, that's a tough matchup for his list. It's mostly defense four, right? So all the mm-hmm. slave bearers really put a dent in that. Yeah, so I think there were there was big upsets around one. I don't I don't think any of the previous masters that are there won. And I think a lot of the looks like there's a dojo player on the stream for round two, but I don't can't. Oh, did you hear? Oh, right. So we got Eric yeah. Trowbridge and Nick Mechalonis playing on oh, okay. the second table, and then it looks like Tom Annis and Billy Henninger. Tom got tabled. Tom Annis? Tom Annis? Yeah, Tom Annis <laughs> got tabled. I heard. Yeah. Oh wow. All That's that amazing. Hey, you know what though? Tyler Schultz comes through. And Tyler Schultz called the shot last night. He said he was going to yeah. table him. Yeah. Yeah. He's wow. Interesting. So, uh, what other I matchups bet. round one did you guys see that were interesting? Or results. Yeah, I was curious, of, curious about the George O'Connell K2 matchup. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if we got a result on that. Uh, oh, Tyler had Bogers. Yeah, so, so do you guys Ogre. see that? I just posted in the chat the results from round one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Cool, cool. Okay. But yeah, Tyler's list is a really like kind of balanced Ogre list, <laughs> which is kind of hilarious because... It's like it's nothing special. Like he took a horde of warriors. You know, a lot of berserker breakers. Yeah, so he finally took some siege breakers. All rounder, and an all rounder yeah. list. So that's pretty yeah. good. That's a really so, good job. So, yeah. So looking at the results, and uh, probably important to note in blackjack, it's quite. It'll be quite hard in this if people burn tokens to get the top score. So yeah. we, there were three twenties with Mike Rossi, Keith Randall, and Jeff O'Neill. Then only 119, which was Tyler tabling um, Tom. And then a few 18s, Stephen Hausnick, Nathan Clevenger, John Vanas, and George O'Connell. So only only a few big wins. Um, so it's probably one of the hardest ones when we were riding Blackjack. This was one of the hardest scenarios to, to score well because of the fact that you can burn tokens. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can't get that token differential high, very high, if if your opponent just burns all the tokens. Burns them exactly. Lose. Yeah, yeah. So in the black, it's, it does it does have the um, it does have an ability to kind of unbalance it a little bit. So um, I'm surprised that we got three guys getting twenty. Then, so I'd suggest on those those high score games that there probably weren't a lot of tokens burned. Yeah, well, I think against Jeff, like maybe and Keith, those are very shooting based army so maybe like things were dying before they could even burn tokens <laughs> true yeah yeah yeah. true true and you, you'll still get uh what have we got we've got there's a bonus three points for attrition so if they wipe almost everything off you're yeah. still going to end up at a 17 um but so yeah for a 20 you still need to s- smash them fairly heavily in objectives it's interesting because john vanas and stephen hostick also have very shooting based armies so the, the top army like in the neo, what is that? The top seven, four out of the seven were heavy shooting armies. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true, and so um, that's what we've discussed already. Is will the will the terrain in some way come into that? Um, but they're going to start to knock each other out as well, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So I think there's going to be some interesting matchups this round for sure. 
Yeah, so who did we say? We said Tyler's got Jeff. Has Jeff. Yeah, and Jeff so that's on Tyler. Yep. That's mine. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And then... And then I think we were asking about Travis. So how far down is Travis? But it looks like uh, Mike Rossi and Keith Randall are paired up. And then the other top table would be uh, John Vanoss and who's that? And George O'Connell. Yep. Yeah, so he can nice. avenge uh, his fellow Northeasterner K2's loss to George, potentially, this round. And Jeez. it looks like, um, looks like oh. Travis got a draw. Okay. Corey yeah. and Eric both got pretty decent wins, not giant wins. Mm. And uh, Rob, Jeff Swan did claw it back. He got a 14, so we got oh, a... Oh, wow. That was a great, great the most, comeback. The most, uh, win. The most yeah. minor win that you can get in Blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, because your your feeling was that he was getting smashed at one point. Well, it seemed like Kyle Peach, who was he was playing, was just getting all the nerve rolls. I need a, I need nine. He would hit nine. And it was just like picking up yeah. units. Um, but you know that's Jeff, man. Jeff's gonna make you play to the end. Yeah. Like ogres are great for scenario play. So if the tokens were there, ogres can take claim them, right? Yeah, exactly. And um, Joey Greek did get up in the end, which on the stream, it's a little bit that that scenario is a little bit hard to commentate because you, you're not always sure what tokens are there or not. And right. um, when we were looking at it, um, it looked like Kyle was all over Joey, but um, obviously he wasn't. Joey's, Joey pulled it back for a, for a nice little win. So his, his hopes remain alive. We're back after round two. We're with Nathan Clevenger. The Beast of the South, right? You're two and zero now, right? Yep, two and zero. Whoa! What's in your list? Uh, it's my typical Night Stalkers list for the most part. Uh, Horde, Legion of Bloodworms, two hordes of butchers, uh, regiment of Shadowhounds, only one Mind Screech, uh, horror with the uh, Bane Chant added on, the, the Vicious Aura added on, and Conjurer Staff. So he's Lightning Bolt for you as well. Uh, Planar Apparition, <clears throat> then um. I have three troops of phantoms instead of my normal two, and uh, two regiments of reapers, one with Blessing of the Gods, the other with uh, Brewer's Strength on them, and uh, a regiment of scarecrows with the Warbow Akaba, because... Is the list working uh, the way you anticipated? Yeah, I mean, for the longest time, I'd played three Mind Screeches in this list, and I just, over the last three or four months, I've just felt that the six dice lightning bolt is just not enough. It's too swingy. I want to keep one in just for, you know, chewing on chaff, stuff like chaff, that. chaff, yeah. But <clears throat> with uh, playing with some magic items a little bit and cheapening up a few things, I was able to to put the second regiment of Reapers in and the third trooper Phantoms. Who did you play in the first round? Uh, I played Jake Chirapika. Jake, and, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we had a we had a good game. He he gave me a flank charge on turn two. Did he miss it? Uh, I don't I don't think he missed it. Uh, I think he uh, he just didn't expect that. Didn't expect the damage. Yeah, I had a, a horde of butchers into the flank, and then another horde of butchers into the front. And so you know, fifty four dice hitting on fours, winning on twos on the slave horde uh, did him no favors. Yeah. And then I was able to kind of pay, put all his cavalry on one side, and I was able to use the phantoms to kind of mm-hmm. box them in, so that the reapers and the shadowhounds could come in unmolested. And I uh, got off some good charges there. Um, and that was salt of the earth. Yeah, that was salt of the earth. So, big and, win. Yeah, eighteen's a good score on that. That's what I got. And then um, it's I, hard to get more than that. Like in in 
blackjack scoring, yes, it's yeah. not easy to get 21. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, it's tough, uh, especially, especially on that one where you can destroy tokens, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. So we actually didn't destroy a single token. Really? We, yeah. We left them all out there. I think the challenge with that was is, is Jake may have wanted to destroy some on his right, my left, but everything just kind of evaporated too quickly for him to take advantage of that. So game game two, you. <laughs> You came off a win. Now you got Stephen House done, right? Yep. Yep. Um, great, great player. Oh yeah, uh, and he's got a bunch of shooting in that list. So even it's a rack in list. So how many shots is in that? Uh, three troops of claw shots for fifteen piercing two shots there that hit on fours. Uh, three weapons teams plus an allied in um, goblin, um, the whatever their war machine is, war trombone. Yeah. And then he's got five lightning bolts on Demon Spawn, or, or whatever his name is now, what used to be called Demon Spawn. And then he's got uh, Mother Kryza has got some uh, some damage. Isn't it the stealthy bubble? Yeah, the, um, yeah, but I mean, I don't care you about You don't have any shooting heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. You got so, a little bit. Yeah. Really, the only shooting I have that would care about stealthy is the Warbow. So my lightning bolt doesn't care. Yeah. And then, um, but he's got Drain Life. He's got Blood Boil in there. He's got a Goblin Banging in there. Damn, yeah, Broodmothers? Uh, he's got one Broodmother, okay. yeah. So, yeah. so there's a... There's, tough, tough list. Yeah, yeah. We had a big piece of impassable terrain on the right side, uh, my right. And that, it was just far enough I could put a token between it and the table edge. And he put a Goblin Rabble Horde over there, but they, they couldn't fit into that gap to get that token. Oh, so they were no. Gonna to, they were going to have to move up one turn, and the next turn they move up and turn to try and get in that spot yeah but i jumped on it with two troops of phantoms and so he couldn't get to that and then he he had some rough nerve tests in there we had like where he needed like a a reasonable number and he wasn't getting it uh, he had like five snake eyes so ah i had i had two myself so i mean neither of us were, were rolling great on that but um my scarecrows did fantastic job tying demon spawn up for two turns just really yeah just charge hit him disorder him he didn't get on the next turn, and then do it again after that. So. That's awesome. Yeah. So what was the final in that one? Uh, 16-5. So. so 18 and 16? Yeah, yeah. So Pretty 30. solid. Yeah. Are you happy with, I mean, obviously, what are you going to say? you got to be yeah. happy with how you're going, but Southeast team looks like they're doing pretty good. We're doing okay. Not to jinx us here. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're doing, I mean, well, it looks like Jeff won us yeah. second game, right? So he's 2-0. and uh, Keith is 2-0. and Drew's 2-0. Drew is 2-0. and John Blakemore, did he win? Is he winning? I don't know. I, I, no, he's, he's in bad shape over there. Okay. So. Well, that's a flying list. Yeah. It's a yeah. tough. He's playing Grand Fetters all Basilean yeah. flyer list. Yeah. Uh, and then, well, Devlin. How's Devlin doing? Uh, I think it's Devlin was ahead left on the ball. Yeah, two tokens to one. So right Okay. Now, so. Did he um, win his first game? Uh, no, he lost his first okay. game. Okay. Patrick tied his first game and then lost this one. All right. And then how Jason Britt doing in the second game? Oh, Jason's Mid-Atlantic. He's not Southeast. So. I forget. Yeah. Gosh. So Disappointing because yeah, yeah. that was a big victory. Who else? So John, Drew, Patrick, uh, Devlin, uh, me, Keith, Jeff, Kyle Poole. I don't know how Kyle's doing this game. So. Well, the problem is Kyle's not wearing you guys' shirts. Exactly, What's exactly. What's going on with that? Because he apparently has a, an allergic allergy to sleeves. Okay. Oh, and so he hadn't had a chance to take the sleeves yeah, off uh, yet. Yeah. So I get it. I get it. But, you know. Uh, he, he won his first game, right? No, he lost to Joey Green. Oh, he lost to Joey Green. Okay, yeah. so I wonder how he did the second game. Yeah. It's been some huge upsets, mm-hmm. which I guess people predicted them, but, I, man, just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, you know, the, the, the amount of players. What do you think of the event? Uh, it's good. You know, it's a fantastic venue here. Pretty real friendly. And when we first got here, we were like, man, we're out in the middle of nowhere because we came up from the backside of the building through, you know, through all the industrial area. 
And then they show it's like two blocks over there. There's like 17 restaurants and gas stations. So it wasn't that bad. A lot of walking stuff. You can yeah. just not, you pretty much park your car and you can just not have to mess around anymore. Yep. So Southeast looking pretty good. What do you think? I mean, you think this trend's going to continue? Uh, I hope so. But I mean, you know, the first two rounds are still everything's still stratifying. Yeah. You know? So you start getting around three, four, five. That's when you know you, you're playing the tougher players. The other two o, three o players. It's going to be a lot more challenging. So, well, good luck. Appreciate it. Yeah. After round two, we're on a lunch break. We're going to not keep these guys a long time, but we're with Kyle Poole and Michael Sigler. So Mountain Region and and Southeast, baby. Yeah, Rob, you got me now. Exactly. So let's, Michael, lunch start us off. How's your weekend been going so far? Uh, it has been absolutely amazing, uh, aside from the lingering hangover. But, you know, that's what happens when you drink with Travis Tim and Billy Henninger. So uh, I am one and one so far, uh, sitting at uh, 27 points. So it's uh, sitting pretty. Who'd you play? Uh, my first round, I played uh, Marcelo. Marcelo from Philadelphia. Yeah, I, don't I can't know. remember his last name. I can't. And I'm assuming you had the army that he has a he has a, yes. a, a, a cavalry army. Right. You've got a bunch of phalanx. Right. Yeah. And, and I still snare. lost. Yeah. You lost? I did. Yeah. It came How'd down you to lose? Uh, he played. Marcelo is a stealthily good player from somebody who's its first masters. He played his cavalry extraordinarily well. Um, he played them very cagey, and then in the end, it still came down to 50-50. I went on six, he wins on seven. Um, no way for any of us to do anything about it, and it went to seven. Interesting. Very good game. And you're playing Kingdoms of Men. What's in your list? Okay, so I have uh, four spear or four pikes uh, regiments, uh, three fanatic troops, um, three generals on wing and beast, two cannons, a siege artillery, a wizard with a conjurer's staff, bane chant, and lightning bolt, a army standard bearer with loot. And uh, a polearm horde, a foot guard, and a foot guard horde with macquars, and both the hordes have indomitable will. Nice, Kyle Poole, What's your list? I know it's goblins. Yeah, I'm running the the layers of mincers, war trombones, and mobbies. So yeah, layered layered chaff. Three mobbies troops in the Mogwin regiment. I've got two mincer regiments, one with crushing strength and one with uh, sharpness. I've got a mincer troop because I had 160 points left. Got a wizard with a bane chant, lightning bolt, and conjurer staff. A bang it with the inspiring talisman, and he runs around with the three war trombone core. I only brought one wing it because I'd like to have at least one friend by the end of Masters, and a couple of rabble hordes just to unlock everything. It is really appreciated bringing only one. Yeah, wing well, it. the other guys made up for it. It's okay. Yeah, they're actually winning more, so there's that. Well, that's true. <laughs> Who'd you play in the first round? Joey Greek. Uh, I played. I played Joey Greek on the on uh, the stream. On how to go? Uh, Joey Greek won. I made a I made a few small mistakes, and then I made one big mistake. Joey Greek caught the big mistake, took the charge. And then the dice god said you need an 11 once, and he got it. And then in order to recover from that mistake, I needed a turn 7 to have a chance to play, and, and they didn't give it. it to me. Turn, it's almost uh, like if you make uh, you make mistakes. Well, this room, like, you get punished heavily yeah. for mistakes. Yeah. And then it was game fun. two. Game two, uh, I got paired with uh, John Carter, uh, Dayton. You played John, John Carter, Carter all the freaking time. Uh, no, right? actually, it's the second time I've ever played John Carter. Oh, Despite really? being in region like two hours from each other, our schedules didn't work together. Okay, all right. Well, and that's we always cool. skirt each other at tournaments. So how'd so, the game go? Uh, the game went really well for me. Uh, it's the opposite list type that John is built to defeat. He wants to outflank you, and I cover the board corner to corner. At the end of turn six, John was essentially tabled. He's got one hero hiding from Lightning Bolt 3, trying not to get shot off the board. And the gentleman's play is you don't shoot it. You move on with your life. It exactly. also wouldn't have changed the points in any way. You guys having a good time this weekend? Oh, I'm having uh, a blast. Yeah. It's Masters, Rob. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. This is, my, this is my first Masters, so I am super pumped. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to be at many more 
even though uh, Adam and Travis both told me that if I'm last, I'm never allowed at Masters. <laughs> Your voice is not shot enough to say that you're really into Masters. I really am, though. I need you to. I'm like, I'm I'll pump totally up the heat, energy. guys. Yeah, you I'm like super in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, What's your prediction for the rest of the weekend, Michael? Uh, okay, so my prediction is I'm going to have a lot of fun and probably lose to some very good players. 3-3? Three, 3-3 three? Three and three is my goal. If okay. I get 3-3, three and three, I've proved Adam Ballard wrong. Okay. Uh, I already have a countercharger, and I would really much like to have a second one. <laughs> I mean, if I'm not going to win first, I better win the harder award. Peak of the bell curve, baby. Ma- mathematically right. yeah, harder. Yeah, I got countercharger at Bug Eater, and then it was rescinded because of a mistake, what? and they took my prize... What was this your prize? Uh, a really nice uh, thing created by Tim Lonis of Warchest Creations with the Countercharge logo on it. Oh, magnetic my box. gosh. And they took it and gave it to the real Countercharger for Bug Eater, Mark Cox. Um, oh, my God. That's a kick in the balls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing like losing to Cox. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Don't cut that. I want that on the right. Uh, for sure. Right. Thanks, guys, for coming on. I know you get a lunch break. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks, Rob. Have Thank fun. you, Rob. We're back uh, after, well, technically the round's not over yet. Round three. Who'd you play? We were, well, I we're Felix. With J- Felix. We're with Jake Cherapika. Felix doesn't want to talk. Did you beat him up pretty bad? Yeah. Is he feeling down <laughs> on the dump? His, his dice were, were, were bad. Really? Bad. Give us some examples of that. Well, so there was a couple break tests where it'd be like, all right, you need nine twice. And I was like, 11, 12, pick it up. Uh, and then he wavered several units where, like, it would be one off the break. And you'd be like, waiver. And I'm like, okay. And then there would be other things to follow up, and the waiver basically meant his thing died. It happened like three times. That is unfortunate. But Felix takes it like a man. Yeah, it was a good game. It was a good game. So It's, it's also a positive matchup. Like, he's playing Northern Alliance, and I'm playing really fast, smashy Abyssal Dwarves. Yeah. And so, like, I outspeed him, and I don't care about his defense. And then it's Invade. It was Invade, which is a really good scenario for him. Absolutely. So how are you sitting on the weekend Mr. Cherapika? Well, I think Felix would tell you that we played each other, so not well. That's, <laughs> that's a good point. That's I, my first win. I think he was 0-1-1. One, oh, one one I don't think in. so. He had 10 points. Well, I think he got that from a tie, and then, uh, he, and then okay. he got 20 over. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and so... Uh, okay, so, so I, you, I was sitting on 10 before then. So You had one win, two, two losses. losses, yeah. Right. Yeah, because you got to remember it's blackjack scoring, so you can get 21. Exactly, exactly. Well, if you're good. Right, no, I, I, has there been a 21 yet? No, I don't there's been so. a couple twenties. Yeah, I just got one of them. <laughs> oh, are, so are you are you bouncing back? I'm, it, well, we'll see if I get slapped down. You know. <laughs> so the weekend's been fun so far. Oh yeah, it's been awesome, man. Early morning is an early start. Like round starts at eight thirty. And again tomorrow. Yeah. You're, you're gonna see me like pass out at eleven tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm already pretty tired. Last night was a long night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Want a cookie? No, I'm all right. Okay. I, I mean, you know, I'm trying to, you know, push push Try. diet the diabetes on you, but, you know. I already have a large amount of fuel. Like that's, oh, know. so you're like, are you are you amped? Not at all. Are you tired? Yeah. That, this last game is going to be interesting because it's like, I feel tired. Right. And I haven't been playing. Since I haven't played in so long, I don't think it's going to bother me as much because it's just nice to be playing Kings of War again. Yeah. Uh, but fourth round's always brutal, right? You know, it just is. Best of the rest. Well, to be fair, I don't was, know the last time I've ever played a fourth round. Right. Best of the rest, last Masters, the best part was not having to play the final round. You get to and watch. heckle the people taking it seriously who had to. So did you get around to see some of the other games going on in round three? 
uh, Keith's game against Keith Conroy's game against Jeff O'Neill is really good. Yeah, I didn't get the chance to see that. It's good. Keith played like the perfect game for for fighting a gun yeah. line, right? Like, and he's he's in it. You know, I don't All know right. if he'll win it, but like, it's I mean, that's a tough matchup for her. Like, that's it's not very what tough. Wants to see. But he has the tools. Right, he has a lot of flyers. He's got a lot of, and that's what you want. If you if you don't have a lot of defense, well, you know. Actually, even if you have a lot of defense, it doesn't help. Right. Speed helps. Speed is what. And he just kind of hope push the game right. <laughs> push the game on his terms. And they're playing invade, which is really which is good. Right. So you're pushing it on their side of the table, right. in the in, anticipating that you're trying to uh, you know keep them over there. Right. Making the fight on the other side. Exactly. Keith, Keith Randall, I saw sitting down against George, which is not a good sign for Keith playing because if I I don't know, I, I've been over there a couple times and I couldn't really. They were sort of like in a in a Mexican standoff. Gotcha. It didn't really. F- I don't know. It did seem like George. Well, it did seem like Keith should have had more stuff of George's off the board with the, his amount right. of shooting he had. But he also has Dracons and stuff, which you know, just hanging back. Right. Just hanging back. What has been really fun is watching Jeremy lose his patience a little bit. <laughs> he lost his composure a couple times on his dice. It was really, really interesting. God! So that's, uh, I wish I had a video camera because, you know. Nice guy of Kings yeah, of War. Yeah, nice guy of Kings of War. Yeah. Until. When, when until his dice shit the bed. And then he's just like, all bets are off. Nice guy of Kings of War snaps. Exactly. <laughs> Cover story. Who's at 11? Yeah. But some great games, though. Uh, some good upsets. Some big upsets in round one. Well, Dustin losing his first two games was is a is a that's kinda, a big one. I was like, and I don't. They're finishing up with Blake. He's playing Blake Robertson in round three. I I don't know. I mean, Blake's got the stealthy right. Night Stalker list, but it's Dustin, right? But of course, that yeah. But does that mean anything at this point when you lose two games? So, I mean, if he goes if he goes you know straight wins from this point on, he can still finish really so the, high. So what, what's been the highlight of your? Day, I guess. And doesn't have to be your thing. Uh, I mean, I think Jason taking down Dustin is a huge highlight just for mid Atlantic players in general, right? Because like You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But, well to be fair, we took we took Kyle from the Midwest. Right. So it's all yeah, you, you a cesspool of trading and stuff. <laughs> but I, I think that that's really you know, several of the Mid Atlantic guys took that and um and Joey taking down Kyle Poole first round is huge. Joey's still undefeated. Yeah, is, did he win game three too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'll probably play Aaron Chapman, who's undefeated. Also as well. undefeated. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, there's a, probably a few guys at this point. Yeah, I think I think Joey was saying his wins are lower than some of the other guys. Yeah, Aaron just had 36 going into game three, and he he got I don't know if it was a big win, but he got another win. So apparently, a lot of defense six armies. What so Joey's have you had a chance to talk to Alex yet about game two? I know he lost it in turn seven. In the last five seconds of the clock. <laughs> so literally, like. I shoot this unit off the board. They drop the token. It's a draw. Right. I don't do it. It's a win for the opponent. He gets like 13, 14 wounds on this unit. He needs like, I don't know, three or four on the dice. Right. <coughs> and roll snake eyes in the, oh. with five seconds to go. Yeah, that'll, <coughs> that'll take you out. Yeah. I try to get him on the mic, and I, he was another one. It was like, I think his composure was a little rattled. He's like, he's like nah, man. No, I just can't gotta do it. Can't do it. It's been a good weekend, though, so far. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's a uh, it's really cool seeing everybody's arm. How did John do against uh, Jason? I do not know. <laughs> I, uh, I walked by a few times and I, I I get the impression that the Northeast team 
has not seen this much shooting. No. <laughs> a couple of comments in with Keith and Jeff. You know, Keith's like, do I get cover? No, sir. <laughs> no cover from this. Not in that scenario. You, right. <laughs> you just take the hits. <laughs> And you just pull off the models. Yeah, I mean, I think John's list is probably the most shooting heavy for the Northeast, and it's right, not and, and it's not even really that heavy. No. Yeah, it, Jason's just got a tough list, though. He's got uh, what I would call the prototypical standard Kingdom Kingdom Men list, yeah. like the five flyers. The you know he's he's got just the four war engines, which I think is probably the right move. It gives you more scoring units, right? And and you don't really need. It's like you're just multiplying, right? That you don't need. It's seven it's war engines dependent, right? So you, exactly, you think of, like that's why I have only two heavy mortars because right. three is too much of an investment. Exactly, and he's playing the crap out of it, right. and so he's won one. What did he? Did I, don't, John, I don't know if he won round two. I know yeah. he won round right. one, um, and I think he won round two. I'm not positive. All right. Well, I mean, either way, he's playing a heck of a game this weekend. Yeah. I don't I, know. Region-wise, how the different regions yeah, I, are shaking out. It's tough to tell. I mean, I, when I looked at the thing after round two, Southeast was in pretty damn good shape. Yeah. They had four of the top ten players. Right. But but since it's everyone, it's just as important if you have the Well, whole and then round three, I mean, a couple of them lost. So, right. you know, Icarus comes back to the sun. We're after round three, getting ready to go to round four, but we're with Kyle Poole. And Jeff Radigan, guys, what's you already told us about your list, right? Yes, sir. Rob. So, Jeff, give us what's in your list. Oh, I'm the lightning guy, so I'm running Night Stalkers with uh, three mind screeches, three mind screeches, a, uh, a horror with the boomstick, uh, horde of fiends with caterpillar, two hordes of butchers, two void lurkers, and then I got some forces of nature allies, uh, worm riders, beast of nature, flying attacks, and then uh, you know, unicorn with lightning. Well, how'd the game go, Kyle? Uh, lightning bolt hurts. Yeah, uh, but you can I, take lightning bolt too. You got goblins. I can't. I like friends, Rob. Okay, all right. No, the the game was wonderful, right? Like, uh, you know, Jeff's Jeff's picking stuff apart. He's putting the wounds down, but goblins have a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. So you're tearing through units, but there's still more units. The ones he's afraid of are at full health. Um, some pretty big waivers happen in the middle, and then uh, goblins do what goblins do, and it's about turn. Five, the board switches from everything's looking Jeff to everything's looking Kyle. And to make Jeff's story summarized by me so he can tell it, on six, I think I win by max points. And on seven, it's a draw that I might be able to eke out a win maybe. And yeah. uh, the dice gods determined it's a draw. Well, that's, that's not a bad thing. No, I, a draw in my mind is like peak Kings of War. That's right. that's what I'm really playing for is like two equally matched opponents having fun, corn you know, blood for the blood god cares about yeah, one yeah, unit yeah. a little more than the other. But any day that you run a draw, it's a win. And in this arena, yeah. a draw for me is as good as a win. Right, right, right. I mean, Jeff took this beat stick of a list that I just had to bear witness to. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. With yeah my and you have such a you have so such nice. a soft yeah my fluff list. <laughs> no, right. Jeff was a really fun opponent. He's really nice. I don't know what Dustin Howard and Tom Annis were talking about. He's very nice. <laughs> uh, and it was a lot of fun. And now he's going to tell you how mean I was, I'm sure. Oh, we, no, we had a great time. And I, I think deployment was one of the most interesting things. I don't think Kyle had a unit in the center 24 inches of the board. I had the one, I had one. Oh, you had one unit out of the 25 you have? One out 20, of 25? 20, yeah. 
<laughs> I did uh, I did split flanks, about half my army on each side. How'd that work? Uh, I mean, it worked really well on turn six. <laughs> it didn't work on seven. No, um, I, I just started symmetrically deploying left and right against Jeff, and all of a sudden, Jeff looks at me like he's got two drops left, and he goes, your sides are perfectly balanced, almost like you did it on purpose. I guess I'll just put this unit here, and I'm down. Yeah, I just um, put all and then I was able to wait the side I thought I could win, and I actually won the side I thought I was a throwaway and lost the side I was confident I was going to win, as you, as you do in a dice game. Yeah. How's your weekend been going, Jeff? Oh, it's going great. I, yeah, I drove up from Houston yesterday and saw a bunch of folks I haven't, haven't seen in a long time. So it's been... How's, how's, are you sitting on the day? Where are you at? Uh, you know, two, two and one? One win, two draws. So That's pretty impressive in a room like this. Yeah, it's been... It's and been blackjack, good. it's not super easy to draw. No, and I'm one, one, and one. So you're perfectly mediocre. Yeah, I'm, I'm aiming for countercharger again. Right. It's hard to do in this room. And Jeff's sitting up one point on me, so I'm at 36, you're at 37. Which puts us in just above the upper half of the room. Yeah, just in time for me to get like curb stomped round four and, and really learn by my somebody place good. Charge. Yeah, I got to face somebody. How's good. Eric doing? I haven't talked to him all weekend. That's a great question for Eric. I don't know the answer. Okay. He's over there being social. That's my job, but he's he's doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for jumping on, guys. We'll chat yeah. with you later in the weekend. Yeah, Jeff, great, good thanks. game. Thanks yeah. again. Thanks, Cal. All right, we're finally able to get Mark. To join us, Mr. Mark Cox, the TO of the U.S. Masters. Mark, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you, man. I uh, I, I didn't know you were trying to get me. No, I wasn't uh, really trying that hard. Yeah. Because you're not a hard man again, I'm, right? I'm Come an on. easy man. You're an easy man, as your wife would easy say. Man. Masters, why why are we in Dallas? Uh, we're in Dallas, I think, because we were one of the only areas that regionally forecasted that we could probably do this in time like exactly i think right? so like i think you're probably the only one that would willing to do it. It, it it was it was a gamble i'll tell you that um it was it was a couple of long conversations with the wife about well we're gonna sign up for this and i think we can do it and if they don't show up and <laughs> and help us out then we're, we're kind of screwed because you know people were there was travel restrictions in some of the, the regions. Where they Absolutely. Go to different states. Yeah. It's, it's, it's become, you know, when we made all these decisions, we, it was a lot of uncertainty. It December It's January. different than it is today. Oh, completely different. Yeah. Yeah. So what were the challenges? Obviously, much different animal this time than a few years ago when we held it in San Antonio. Woof. Uh, man, everything. It, literally everything was five times as many decisions to make uh you know covid just casts such a large shadow and a lot of uncertainty to where you're like okay well we've got to be ready to do this but we don't know and we've got to be ready to do this but we don't know we got to be ready to deal with this scenario if this player does xyz while we're here or Two right. weeks from now, when they go back home, and you know, there's there's a lot of risk mitigation thought process. Well, let's talk about that because we have a pretty good vaccination rate. We do, we do. Uh, we have, and I, I'm counting my staff in this, so we have 69 people in the room, and out of those 69, 58 have confirmed that they have some level of vaccination. I, I would assume at this point, since we've been getting vaccines since like April. 
that most of those people are double vaccinated, right. so, so full coverage. It's pretty awesome. Um, it's 84%, I think. If, right. If I that's a, that's probably one of the safest rooms in the country. You could make that argument, yeah. yeah. Um, considering the national average is like somewhere in the neighborhood of 42. Yeah, 40. yeah. I was going to yeah. say 35 to 40, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah, depending yeah. on your state. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, We're, you know. Pretty good. We're, besides the challenges of working around COVID, was there... Was there anything else that was different? I mean, maybe the, the timing was different, right? It felt like more constricted, more more uh, fast paid. Like you were making decisions quicker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so that is definitely a factor. Um, I didn't want to do it because Lone Wolf was you know, three and a half months beforehand. So, yeah, I had to focus on Lone Wolf and deal with all of the inconsistencies and the the what ifs that happened with COVID around that in in late April and then shift gears and go okay cool well we've got masters happening now we're gonna like it's it's like a recycle of Lone Wolf but a little bit different right because now I'm I'm not just trying to to make myself happy as a TO You've got to make seven, six, eight regions. Yeah, seven other regions happy. Yeah, right? seven other regions. Yeah. And let's be honest, not that they're prima donnas, but, like, getting consensus in that group sometimes feels like you're dealing with, it's very difficult. It, 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 so so that that is the interesting thing about running the Masters as opposed to running your own event. Your own event, you can do whatever you want. I want to do scoring like this. I'm going to do that. If I want to do this scoring in Masters, I have to put it up to a vote. We have to wait, and it's a two-week decision or a week decision. If I want to do sportsmanship like this, I have to put it up for a vote. We have to we have to make sure. Because if I don't, I'm pulling the rug out from under people, and then it, it turns into a problem, and I don't like doing that. Um, so everything is by committee. It's, it's almost like I'm not running it as much as I'm doing the will of the other seven regions. You're almost is, like an elected official. Yeah, well, well, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, but you actually do what the people want. I'm trying to. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, challenge-wise, one of the things that's interesting about this room, there's a lot of new faces. <laughs> there's a lot of new faces, and that might be partly maybe there's people that you know uh, hard for regions, people yeah. that did, didn't feel comfortable. Cool, totally cool with that. Totally you know, it's, I get it. Certain regions probably didn't have enough events, and they struggled to, to actually have a qualifying thing. You know, I know Mid Atlantic had the the uh, the open draw. Yeah, they had yeah. a raffle right for four yeah. spots. Talk to me about that because this is a different room than we normally have at Masters. Yeah, so so one of the cool things is as as much red tape as we have to deal with, the Masters is very good about letting the regions decide how they want to do things. So I was never concerned with how the mid-atlantic or the pacific northwest or the mountain region was going to go about getting their players as long as they gave me eight players i don't care and 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 we've been really good in that um you know in the past there had been some discussions about well how and what process do we go through this year kind of threw everything on its ear and i i I think that's a that's a good it's a learning opportunity yeah exactly you get to change things because you go well, look, things have changed so much, and we can still do X, Y, and Z. Do we really need to do A, B, C to get there? Yeah, we've had difficulties, you know, how do you select the ringers? Because you, you want to com- com- keep the competitive balance. You don't want ringers in that are going to come in and, frankly, are not 
able to play at that level, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but I think in this scenario, I think they were able to, I mean, number one, you're tapping previous masters that somehow didn't qualify for their own region to play, right? That's a that's a, that, that, it's a nice that, little thing, perk to have to have that, a Brad McKay as your merc. That's, that's, that's a pretty good merc to pick up, I gotta be honest. Uh, so I, I don't think anybody questioned the decision behind drafting that player. I don't think anybody questioned any sort of. I think all the mercs here have shown that they're they're they're, they're capable. They're hanging. There, yeah. There's no. And all the, the players that they've brought to the table are capable. Anything else different about the the collection of people we've got, the room or anything? So you, I I think you're right. There are a lot of new people, which that's good. It opened up an avenue for a lot of new names and faces to get in and and experience the the situation and grandeur that is Masters. Um, so that's nice. It's it's nice to have new people feeling it out and, and getting you know used to it and addicted to it, if you will, because it's a lot of fun. Like it is a really strong community. It's a very positive community. We may differ on some of our thoughts about how to do things or what to do, but at the end of the day, when we get in the room and we're playing, all that stuff kind of washes away, right. and then it's just it's it's hangout time. It's great. Rules questions. What have you been getting? I, I have noticed we got some rusty players. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm getting questions. I'm like, well, wait, are you really asking that? There's, I mean, I'm thinking in my head, like, you should know the answer there, to that. There's been a couple of questions where you go, yeah, guys, that's that's right there. That's that's a very obvious one. So the, the one that I thought we were going to get a lot of that hasn't come up to my knowledge yet. Oh, well, sorry, let's say this. I have not been tapped to make a ruling on anything that was released in this most recent FAQ. Yeah, with you the, with, yourself with there, the withdrawal right? and all that stuff. Yeah, the, the withdrawal shenanigans, kind of like we expected. It, it, it was not popular with some of the players, but they have mitigated their play around it enough to where it is not a problem as much. Right. So, so that one hasn't come up. I've had a lot of judgment calls where it's like, Oh, and that's always right. Like, is this a flank or is this a rear? Or I've had a few more of those. Than, yeah. Okay. Than I would say than we have in San Antonio, which is fine. But I've had more of those, and I've had questions about general rules. Like, I right. think we've had maybe three actual general rules questions. Good. And two of those were with I would say as a newer player or a player I haven't seen in the Masters scene before. Paint standard's pretty awesome. Paint is up as it has been. It seems like every year paint gets better. And we don't have some of the. Notable faces like Austin Kerrigan. Yep. You know, so it's new paint players. It's Hank it's Gouge. New, yeah, yeah. Um, Hank, Hank is Hank kind of busted on the scene right when COVID hit, and we didn't really get him involved in Masters that last time in New York because he was just he had just played yeah. like one or two tournaments. Well, it's all Jeff though, right? I mean, J Jeff's talent Jeff exuded out of him and, and covered him in and gave him all the uh, stuff he needs. Apparently, gave him all of that painting technique that he had developed over That's the right. years of his life. In, exactly. In one go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll humble brag for him. Well, right. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff's not got a whole lot to brag about lately. He's been rolling a lot of snake eyes from what I've heard. So, Well, you know, he's, <laughs> he's not at the bottom tables, right? No, no. He's actually still doing really well. Um, he's got a very finesse list, and that is his play style. And he's been able to capitalize on it. So, yeah, he's, he's been doing good. Shockers, though. There's been some, like, double takes. I, I think, Dustin go, starting off 0-2. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, the Brad McKay taking a loss, too. Like, just players you don't expect to take losses, you're taking losses. It's a tough room. Uh, and, and then on the flip side, you know, we got a guy, Nick Murray, first-time master out of the West Coast, Reno area. 
rocking three and zero right now, going into the game with Travis, Travis Tim. So yeah. It's like upside down world, bizarro world. Well, there's, there's or it's not. We just don't know. We just don't know them. Players, and you, you find that that pool of players that maybe hadn't been accessed to the more national region before, and yeah, now they're coming out and showing what they can do. So exactly. We're glad he's here. Exactly. Give me some of those upsets, some of those shake your head kind of thing that you didn't see coming. Well, I mean, we we, we touched on the Dustin and the Brad McKay. Mike Rossi has been getting some wins that. When I initially walked by the game, I was like, ah, well, you know, better luck next time. And he's pulling them out. So uh, Rossi has been a surprise win, which is a good thing. You're surprised he's got one win. Well, I, he, I didn't think he was going to get that one. They're awful. <laughs> and, and that puts him in a different bracket at that point, and then he plays a different pool. But Hank had a surprising loss, and, and I do think that he was having a little bit of gamer fatigue. Uh, so that was a four games. Now, listen, let's be honest. Four games is a rough amount. You know. You know. I mean, let me say this. I understand why we got to play six games. You got sixty-four players. You got to uh-huh. shake it out. Uh-huh. And I understand four games on one day, but it's compounded by the fact we're playing twenty-three hundred points. If we were playing like nineteen ninety-five, you might be able to pull back and maybe you lose twenty minutes off the time. I, you could easily do that. Right. But twenty-three hundred points, you got to give them the time. You got to give the time. And you have to give the time in between the rounds. Yep. You have to give the time for the players to get their lunch. So when you're talking about a four-game day, when you go over 2,000 points, you're talking about 11 hours of theoretically straight gaming. Yeah. it's. That's I would never brutal, do it in man. Warhammer. Oh, uh, dude, it, Warhammer you could. You just, and then, you like, could. but I don't even think I'd want to do it in Kings of War four games. That's just too much. Now, they don't have a choice. <laughs> Well, they brought it, it on up. themselves. Right. They right. did vote for it. So well, I didn't vote for it, but somebody did. So what other what other interesting things have happened this weekend that caught you up, either off guard or surprised you? Hmm. <laughs> so I, I will say one of the things that was upsetting was when we went to use our war score system after the third round going into four rounds, we still have the brackets where you can't play your own team. We had 10 tables that we had to rip apart and reapply because we had five inter-regional matchups. So right. Had like what was the cause? Was it just an anomaly or something that just... No, I, I, I think, you know, to a point you and I were talking about earlier is the the amount of games that you got to play in your region affected how kind of you're performing out here in the field today. Yeah. So the teams that are really rusty are kind of filtering to the lower end of the battle. And they're, and they're, and they're flowing together. Yeah. We're and, saying. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they're staying in sync, right? So I see. Like, like if you're they're satisfying region, in like a clump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're all clumping and it all solidified in round four where you we had I want to say, like, four Southeast players that were all on the same point value or within a point of each other. Well, going into round, going into round three, three, we had four Southeast players in the top ten. And I think in they the top, all... In the top six. And I think they've all lost. Maybe. I think one of them. Jeff, Nathan lost. Keith lost. So I don't know who the other one would have been. Uh, but anyways. There, there was George. No, George has been Atlantic. Yeah, right. Drew Gaddy's Southeast. Yeah, Drew. Drew and Drew's cool. undefeated, right? Uh, or, I think or, so. Or two and one at least. Yeah, Drew's on table one. Yeah, he's, he's 
undefeated. He, yeah, that's interesting that Drew and George came to the event together and now are playing in round four. Hey, man, quality follows quality. Exactly, exactly. So what are you hoping for the rest of the day? Any, any Anything you... Well, it's, it's the rest of the night at this point. That's game true. Game four is not going to be over until 7.30, I would say. Um, well, it's 7 o'clock now, and it ends... When's the round end? It would end at 7.30. Yep. We also got started late because of that whole snafu. Oh, true. Right, so we're, we're pushed back a little yeah. bit. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, we got pushed back. And, and honestly, at this point, if they want to play into their dinner time, they can totally do that. Doesn't affect anything at that point. It, I mean, it's it really, on them. Yeah, it really can't. Um, yeah. Uh, so we've got that going on. I, I think the unfortunate side effect of having four games in a day is we're not going to get the amount and quality of hangout that we would have gotten tonight. Right, because you're losing a few hours. You know, you bring up something interesting, too. I think because there has been a lack of in-person play, I'm seeing a lot more games not finishing. Like, a lot. Like Well, I, I don't know a lot, but it's more hard. than I would normally expect to see at a U.S. Masters. It's, it's been about two, like two to three, maybe four per round. Right. And it and, and I would say it's, it's not... Like with with some of those tables, I don't think it was the quality of the player or their their rustiness or not. Um, I, I think there were probably other factors that I just I'm just, maybe the streaming. Like I know they had an issue on the streaming the first round. The streaming, uh, yeah, right? Where it was effective. just trying to get that up and running. Yeah, yeah. Delay delay things a little bit. Delays are so much fun. I love them. I I would. Well, it gives you more time to play behind the computer, right? Oh, I love yeah. being back there. It's yeah. Well, shout out. You got a good cast of characters here helping you. Obviously, you're handling the, the the main job, but you've got Ryan, the instrument, you know, is instrumental in all the painting stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, um, I I had a bevy of people just come up and just they, they want to hang out and do stuff, and they're like, we're gonna be there no matter what. So um, that's fantastic. You know, Dan Kamick and uh, Chris Gibney just showed up because they love. Showed up and they the, were like, you just tell us what to do. We'll we'll do whatever to hang out. Yeah. And this is a big shout out to Matt, obviously, Carmack with the streaming Dude, stuff. Carmack this thing he's got rigged up looks like something out of like <laughs> back. To, like I'm waiting for the DeLorean to come through to hit 88 miles yeah, an hour. We, but it's working. We were I've been watching the stream. That thing until like 1 a.m. man. Uh, but it works. I, yeah. I didn't think it was gonna work. It's working. So that's good. Uh, yeah, man. Just just everybody that's shown up. And then you know, one of the cool things about doing a regional tournament is. You go, okay, cool. Hey, everybody bring your stuff. Um, there's no lone wolf tables here. Everything Dude, else Dude, your is, terrain, this is Ryan stuff? It's it's Ryan stuff from Alamo. It's Jeff stuff from Living Legends. It's one of our uh, local guys, uh, Jordan Lawrence, who just loves... Like, like these 3D building, buildings are crazy. Yeah. Crazy good. And then you've also got the, the Samurai Showdown tournament. They've got a couple of tables out here, too. Yeah, um, the, uh, the ones with the with the samurai yeah, theme. Yeah, yeah, the, the those the, are awesome. The Japanese theme pagodas. Yeah, it's awesome. And then we've also got uh, Todd's Capital City tournament. Oh yeah. Out here so too. you're saying you're running it, but you didn't have to do any terrain stuff this year. I didn't. I didn't have to. We did a lot of orchestration for terrain to make right. sure that it was preset because you guys wanted us to do that. Not something that I typically do. It might. Right. You're a de- you're a deploy guy. I, 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 player like, deployed. I like the players to. To do the work to put the stuff down where they want it to go. Then they can't blame me for where it is. Um, but yeah, so we ended up not needing any of my terrain. Like I've got three boxes of it sitting over here. I don't need it. That's a good problem. No, it, it's great. And 
and I'm not going to lie, like some of my trains are a little busted and kind of need some upkeep. All their stuff is fresh and great. So, yeah. No, it reminds it's a good showcase of like this is what the South has to offer. Right. If you guys come down for any of our other events. Well, we were talking about that with Ryan. I mean, the Masters is not a showcase for the Masters. Yeah. It's a showcase for, how, for you want to get to the Masters? You, here's the feeder events that, yeah. that get you qualified. Yeah. And so by having those terrain tables covered from those events, oh, you, you can get a flavor of what yeah. goes down in Dojo. Yep. Jeremy. Yes. We're just chatting about yeah. the good job. The train is awesome. It's really, really, really fantastic. Good. That's really yeah. good. Yeah, really, really. And it's not only does it look good, the hills are usable. We don't have like the eight, nine. There's inch. only a couple that are like a little yeah. crazy big. Other than that, but it's, there's it's but, all yeah for the most good. part yeah <laughs> for this size event to have that many consistently good tables is very impressive. 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 Well, exactly. it's, it's massive. So it's yeah, you got to up your game. It's Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. We need some big terrain pieces. Exactly. You need some. You can always go bigger. And I have a question. What's with the four flags? Every car lot has got four flags, two Texas state flags, and two American flags. What's up with that? I guess we like flags. I guess. And they're giant. They're not like. They are big oh, flags. Oh, you're talking like the the like like if you go to the Ford dealership. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, just driving down the freeway, yeah, I see like the flags. I'm like, wow. And but they have four. Normally, I I, I get yeah. a state flag and an American flag. But to have double because one's not enough. No, one's never enough. Yeah, yeah. So everything's going pretty well. Yeah. You know, the day one. What are we hoping for in day two? Uh, not the snafu that I had to deal with for round four. <laughs> so I mean, I would argue that it has not been a smooth day one. Uh, there's a lot of things that the players don't get to see that, as a TO, you you worry about and you start tearing your hair out about. Well, that's good customer service, right? Well, like, and, and they don't even see it. it. Like, the customers don't even know. So there's there's a lot of that stuff that's happened. It's nothing that's been terrible. Um, I would put it on par with what we went through for San Antonio, minus the worst or snafu. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, like, tomorrow, tomorrow's going to be weird, too, because we're going to go into two immediate games, and then we're going to tell people to go to lunch. I don't think they're going to go. Like, I think they're going to stick around and then... See if you get done early and... And then if we get done early. But I still can't do the awards if not everybody. Right, you got... Yeah, exactly. So if there's, like, that one... But that's still the right play. Take the break that you need anyways. Well, when you've only got two, yes. Absolutely. Right, yeah, if it was three and three, it would be a different animal. If it was three and three, I'd put them to lunch. Then I'd take my round, and then we would do the awards at four o'clock. I don't know why we play four games in a day. I don't know. I know there's a re- there's a, somebody has a reason, but what's f- it's not a good one. It's not a good. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Is there anything else you want to ask? Yeah, I mean, when you were asked to kind of step up, you know, with COVID and everything, to run a Masters, um, what was your first thought? I mean, it's another event. No. You just did Lone Wolf, <laughs> but running Masters with all its challenges, is it nice to run a the you know the big event of the year man this is like a trap question uh because okay. you can't say no just take it wherever well, your heart okay goes. so so uh, I, i'm gonna follow my heart just <laughs> just you. just follow your heart <laughs> your heart song come on <laughs> yeah turn on your heart light mark so 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 one i never felt like i was asked to do this what i felt like is i was seeing a situation where none of the other regions could logistically make this happen based on the timetable of what was in front of us and I said 
I think if I can do my event, I can also do this one. Yeah. I never want to stack an event that close together ever because there's a lot of legwork that goes into this stuff. You know. Oh, yeah. Um, but I never felt like you guys were forcing this on us. I just felt like if we did this, we were just going to miss another year. And I felt like that was the wrong move to happen. And I, I didn't want to do... E- even if this failed or went off half-cocked, like, I felt like that was a better attempt than just saying, ah, Good on swinging. Right? Like, Good on swinging, yeah. Like, you got to be an optimist, right? Like, yeah. you, you either give up or you try something and you, you hope for the best and you plan for it and you do what you can. So I never felt like you guys forced this on me. I just felt like I was in the position to make it happen. I mean, like he said, if, oh. if they didn't do it here, we weren't going to have it. Yeah. Yeah. So, or, yeah. I, I mean, the, I don't think there any was of the no, There was no easy solution. Have, I mean, he has the connections with the hotel well, and, and the venue. And, and, and that was part of it. It's like yeah. I told my hotel, like, hey, you know, I'm doing Lone Wolf and we're contracted. And I got screwed out of Lone Wolf last year, which burned me bad. Like, that I, That was that was a killer because I really wanted to do it. And I thought we were going to thread the needle and make something positive. And it fell through, and they shut down groups of more than 10. So that happened, and I was like, all right, cool. Well, if I can get Lone Wolf to happen in April, then I can make this thing happen in July. Yeah. And so I talked to the venue. I was like, hey, random question. Do you have any of this stuff going on? Because this stuff is happening or is supposed to happen, and they're looking for spots. And if I can get it for them, they'll let me do it. And my venue was like, yeah, we got nothing going on. Sure. I mean, because nobody wants to plan anything, right? Yeah. So it was kind of a weird scenario where they were like, yeah, we're totally... You can use the money, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, and that's they have exactly a hotel, they and we have a money. group of people that like to buy alcohol and rent hotel rooms, yeah, right? Exactly. And we don't really make that much of a mess, right? No, we have been very clean this year, and I really appreciate the shit out of everybody for that. Um, and how important is, like, having Lindsay be so supportive... How important is that when you're... Man. I mean, it's pretty big, right? Loaded questions today, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you don't have to well, answer... You, you think about it, to. like, when you do it, like, sometimes you got to put money out. You know, you better have your partner, better have your back. Yeah. Well, I'm going to throw out It's just whenever, whenever you see her, she's got a smile on her face. She's asking you, how how's your game going? Just, like, such a positive yeah, person. She's, she's definitely the extrovert. She knew when she started dating me that this was like a thing like I do this yeah now picking up the tournaments and running those those happened a little bit after we got married but she still knew like okay Mark's gonna go to tournaments he's gonna do the stuff on the weekend this is this is like this is gonna be our life yeah <laughs> um and if this is wait, your life hey she usually gets a break from me right like if I go to a tournament she gets a free weekend to do whatever she wants you know what my favorite part is of a Mark Cox run masters is no Texas Hold'em <laughs> that's my that's my favorite part. No, I, I'm, I'm just, I hate you. I hate you so much. All that so. aside, the fact that you can have hiccups and not show it, like I say, man, like the way that you run events, it's it's like James Bond running an event. It's just so smooth. To go back to the, the, the original question with Lindsay, yeah. um, it, that was a discussion, right? Like I was like, I'm going to sign up for this. And then if the Masters folks don't show up, we could we could be out for like ten or fifteen thousand dollars. And I was like, I'm I want to take this gamble. I want to make it happen because it, it's it's not it's not worth it to not try. And she was like, 
okay, but if this screws us, like, things are going to happen. I'm like, all right, I get it, I get it. But, you know. You had faith I, that it would I all did. work I had, out. I had faith. I mean, people were being positive. They that the Pacific Northwest would show up and West Coast would show up. Everybody's yeah. here. Yep. Yeah. Everybody sent at least two people. Yeah. Yeah. How many Mercs do we have this year? Sorry? How many Mercs? Uh, Which well, let's start with this. Which regions need Mercs? Pacific Northwest did. Yep. Mid Atlantic did. Uh, no. Northeast. No. no Mid Mid Atlantic pulled from their own their own pool. They so had a raffle party. Remember? I want to I want to say seven. No, he's talking about how Jake stepped in for Tom. Right. Yeah. So he filled their so own. So was it just Pacific Northwest that needed? Pacific Northwest needed six, and uh, Mountain. Mountain needed one. None. It's pretty awesome. And Mountain needed that because it was like a last second throw. Right. That's pretty awesome. And Pacific Northwest was really hurt by the Canada border. Mm-hmm. Like none of like so. I yeah, mean, none Dan, of the Canadians. Could Dan Miner would be here, and a lot of you know. So if they, Alex Hoos would play better, he could be here too. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is that that did hurt yeah. half their region. Well, to be fair, Alex doesn't do well on clocks, so you know, <laughs> five hours. We don't have five hours for the round, so we love Alex though, our Canadian friend. <laughs> it's just so nice to see so many people here having a good time and. Just it's it's crazy, man. It feels like it. You, it used I like to all feel the it. Jesse stuff too, right? All the shirts and all the the Mantic stuff that they've done, and we got some more stuff to talk about tomorrow. And it's just been like, you so know, that, like George O'Connell's shirt, man, amazing. So that's that's an interesting point. When we started doing this, um, normally we do prize support, right? Like, and we get that through Mantic, and you know, that's that's a portion of the proceeds that we get from the player pool. And when we were talking about it, the whole Jesse thing had just happened, and they were they were releasing the model, and I was like, "Hey, instead of doing prize support, why don't we just buy all of the Jesse models that Manta can give us and give them out to the players?" That's cool. And they were they were cool with it. Mantic was like, "Yes, do it." Like they were on back order for a lot of that stuff. We weren't sure it was going to happen, and, and Kyle pulled through and and took care of that for us. Uh, but yeah, they they got us. Tomorrow you get to get the Jesse Cornwell Sports Award. That's going to go out. Or whatever we're calling it, but his, yeah. Yeah, his award, it's uh, pretty dope. Yeah, yeah Ryan, I really like that. Ryan took a, a, an artistic turn with it where, you know, the Masters logo has the United States flag in the background, and he swapped it out for a slice of pizza. Oh, that's, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys talk about some of the crazy games that we've had today? We started to. Why don't you tell us some of yours? I mean, when you... It's been like upset central, I, I think. You know, it's funny because you think Jeremy's like super calm, cool, and collected. I have seen him lose his composure a couple times, which is really interesting. Today I did. Yeah, and it's not just Jeremy. I've seen some people that normally are like stoic, hard-edged, you know, face chiseled in stone, just lose their <laughs> oh, the It got happens the... to the best of you. It does. The best of us, you know, where... You just need to go in a corner and talk to yourself. Oh, there's, just, there's a lot of internal pressure you put on yourself when you yeah. come to Masters. Like, everybody who shows up to Masters has that, like, fleeting hope that you don't want to recognize. And like, I could do this. I'm going to yeah. go 6-0. And then when it starts to, like, veer off the rails, you start to get mad. And you just kind of misdirect that anger either at what the scenario is or what's happening or your opponent or... Yourself. You gotta be so you start, lucky. Like dice complaining, yeah. which I try my hardest not to do. <laughs> I try hard. I love but, it, but it's tough. It, I mean, it's just, just it's, it sucks it's when you go on a bad dice run, man. It is it does. over multiple games, and that's when I lost it in my game three against Devlin. I was <laughs> he deserves like, it though. I was. That, like, I mean, there's nobody that goes off on their dice more than Devlin. Yeah. So, I mean, I 
That guy. <laughs> no, I, no, probably me more than Dill. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I still beat him, so I don't care. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> I beat That's J- the worst. That's the worst when you start bitching about your dice. And then you turn around and like swing the win anyway, and you're yeah. like, Fuck you're like, man. oh, so, now I feel like he's a. I mean, yeah. he's a great opponent. Devlin is the best he to play. Is. He's like a That's really why he's solid. He's got my lone wolf sports award, yeah, man. Really right, and I love how he's like bringing it around, like showing him. Oh, I told him to. I told him and Adam Ballick. I was like, you guys are both going to be here. It's the lone wolf venue. I want you carrying around your lone wolf trophy to every because <laughs> yeah. those are both perennial trophies. One for uh, Jesse and then the other one for David. That's awesome. So Devin put his the time clock on top of the trophy <laughs> while we were playing. So every time I had the clock, yeah. I had to look at the trophy and realize his greatness. Yeah, it's been a great weekend so far. We're, we're only four games in. We got two more to go tomorrow. Only four. Games. Well, the crazy part is tomorrow, like, the <laughs> gets real. Right? Like I have. Who knows who's going to come out on Keith top? Keith Conroy and George O'Connell, right? They're the two, the two undefeated guys, right? Joey Greek is undefeated. Continued his day one four and zero. Yes, he's and he's sitting yeah, on he's, a good amount of points. He's on like but he's four. but his points are low. But hey, that's that's a good yeah because you dodged the first table. You, you dodge table one day one. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Um, Nick Murray, one of my players, was three and zero. I don't know how he did. He played Travis Tim. I don't know. I don't know how he did. I, I you know what? Who knows? But I, he, I, mean, I, I think it, Travis it, is going to give him a reality. Yeah. I love, I love him to death. But it's like Icarus, you fly a little too close, a little too close <laughs> to the sun. Well, you you see stuff at, at this event that you just don't see anywhere else. Fun. I mean, Masters is always great. You know, it's great to see everyone. Um, I've noticed now, having gone to four or so Masters, the first one I went to, I was like, I didn't know. I was that in Chicago, your first one? Chicago. You kinda, well, why didn't you go to the one in... I wasn't Na- playing. You weren't playing in Nashville? I was playing, but not competitively. Right. You weren't playing good. Yes. I got you. And I was playing like like with my friends on the kitchen table with like empty bases. I see. It, re- it wasn't... It was really Alamo 2017 was my first tournament. I see. But I found the more that you go this, you get to a point where... You know every single person. I love it. It's well, amazing. I, it's I funny. Really you like, there's 64 people here. I, I already met, let's say, 55 of them or yeah, 50 of that's them. That's what I'm saying. And it's like, yeah. it's just crazy. Yeah, I think there's four people, maybe six people here that I've never met before. And there's some people that I don't know them personally, but I know who they are. Yeah. And, and as a community, I think we self regulate pretty well. Without as, gatekeeping. Without gatekeeping. Yeah. Meaning that most people, we don't have a lot of like, Big a holes, you know what I mean. I think we—it's a pretty good, solid group. Yeah, yeah. Of guys. So, all right. Let's, what's been like the? It doesn't have to be your game, but what's the moment that you're just like, "Holy crap, that was crazy!" Something happened today. It uh, could be your. It could be your game. If, you know, I mean, you've had some awesome dice at times. Yeah, I mean, I think being able to pull the win against Devlin, probably with how bad my dice had been. And I, if I had lost to him, I would have been 0-3. Ooh, <laughs> and yeah. now I'm now I'm 2-2. Two two. So a couple good games tomorrow, and I could fin- still finish pretty well. You can well. keep your head above so, water. Yeah. yeah, so 4-2 is a good finish that's, if I can if I can cool. win out. Well, you started 0-2. It's a great finish. Yeah. So I think that Devlin game was, like, the key game. So you're saying Devlin's your trampoline. Yeah. He, he, Springboard, he, I believe, yeah. is the he, term. He, yeah. he turned my frown upside down, yeah. basically. So... <laughs> Mark, you got any crazy things you saw? Oh, dude. Um, so, uh, so in the game with Julio Assange versus uh, Jeff Shilkin. Yeah. 
out there by the table by the streaming, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, were, they were right next door to the streaming, and Julian was just swinging haymakers, right? Like, he had already pretty much lost the game, but he was just trying to pull in attrition and stuff. Um, and it was, like, turn seven, and Julian starts, like, taking these pot shots at these units. And Shilkin's like, well, you know, you got this many wounds on it. If you roll this, it'll kill it. If you roll this, it'll, it'll stay alive. And Julian misses, like, the wound roll by, like, one. So he instead of doing, like, six wounds, he does five. Whatever, right. Whatever the math says. I, I, I walked up at that point. I don't know if he was supposed to do more or less. And Julian's like, so you're saying if I roll a boxcar, you're going to be wavering. So you can't turn around and kill me on the bottom of seven. And he's like, yeah. So Julian rolls a boxcar. That's awesome. <laughs> and so then he goes to the next unit. And he had done the same same similar thing. This unit's holding a token. I can do X, Y, and Z. And uh, if if I if you roll a boxcar, it'll it rolls another boxcar, uh, like two in a row. And so then he goes to the next unit. It's like, all right. So <laughs> I'm not kidding you. They're like, if it's a boxcar, and sure enough, Julian rolls the dice, and the first one that comes up is a six. And the other one's spinning, no. and it drops on a one. And he's oh. like, oh. <laughs> Epic. Like, that That's one would awesome. have put him into a draw. I think he still lost the game. But for for him to do that <laughs> and call it where That's, they needed it. That's was, crazy. Was Dylan crazy. Scribner and uh, Alex Chavez game two. Dylan's out of time. Alex has got 50. So, uh, Alex is just whatever I can roll on you. He's got 58 seconds. Yeah. He takes, he, what he's got to do is he's losing the game. He needs to take his two units of whatever, it's Abyssal, uh, the Flame Bearers. Okay. And then a, and a free. Shoot this Rhino unit that's in the woods. Yeah. Do enough damage. Kill him, then drop yeah. the tokens, and now it's a draw. Yeah. He does like 18 wounds. Oh, my God. Five seconds of the clock. Snake eyes. Oh, <laughs> my God. It was, it was epic. It's it, amazing. It, yeah, it was amazing. And, and Dylan's like, well, I guess I win. <laughs> so that was, He's like, that happened. That happened. So there's been, it's been some crazy stuff going on here today, though. So I, I really think it. each year I come to Masters, it's, it, it's more reaffirmed that you can't just play perfectly and win Masters. No. you got to play perfectly. Luck. you got to have the dice go your way. you got to get the right. It's just such a diff. That's why we hardly ever see back-to-back champions. We and have, we're not going to see one and, this and year. And they haven't been the same army either. No. It's just so difficult to do. Because Eric took a draw, right, in the first round? He lost, I think. And he lost. lost, too, right? So, yeah, it's over for him. Yeah, Tro- Trowbridge took a loss in the first round. Then he Dustin Howard draw. lost in the first Dustin round? Dustin Howard lost in the first two rounds. See, that is insane to me. Brad McKay took a loss? Yeah. Yeah. Jeff O'Neill <laughs> lost? Yeah. Yeah. To Hurd. Right? You would think Hurd. Oh, is that is that what Conroy was playing? Yeah, Hurd. So, you would think Hurd goes against the Goblin gun line. Should be a good matchup. But yep. you it turns out speed... Apparently not on invade. Yeah, <laughs> speed just pu- push push it in there and make some. Uh, yeah, sorry, it's okay, Jeremy. I was admiring uh, Cherapika's Hawaiian shirt. He's always got salmon. It's always salmon somewhere. I think it's salmon pants or it's the salmon. That's more accent pink color than salmon. It's salmon. It's definitely salmon. Okay, Mark, will you paint a model this year? 
I already painted a model this year. Oh, so you're done. Yeah, I'm <laughs> done for the year. When, when, am I, when are we going to see the Dragon Empire? That stuff's looking so great. Uh, yeah, yeah, those two units that I've got going on. <laughs> Maybe? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I painted, the, uh, painted that ogre for the bug eater. And I put a little Jesse pizza on it and stuff. Cool. Yeah, I, I put some work into that one. And I painted a giant too, so I've got two down. Oh, well, then this year. The giant counts so as more am, than one, right? I am like, done for another two years. I will say he's got that quarter, guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jeremy, how's your art? Did you get your art already done? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk some paint smack. <laughs> sure. Where are sure. those spears at? Sure. How many spears do so, you got on that unit? Unless, as I was c- completing <laughs> the spears. How many Tom Anna spears do you have in we your army? No, 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 no. He's sensitive. This is a sensitive guy. As I was completing the spears, and I could have completed them. Yes. The ones on Good's the base a fun were word like, that usually implies that you failed already. <laughs> the ones on the base were like, you know what? If we had some Alohi to fight with us, that would make us like really inspired, and we would do better. Did so, you just rip them off another base, though? And uh, Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. Classic. But, Classic. And actually, I think one I'm going to leave on, because I think it does look cool to have all the spears and one Elohi, like... Leading the charge. But I just wanted to bring the unit. And it's, it's this the lesson that I never learn. I always say, oh, I'm taking the week off before a tournament. Bob's your uncle. But then the day before, you're packing, and then I got to leave, and then I got to... Do this, that, and that around the house. Take the trash out. Do all this stuff. So I gotta figure out one. I gotta figure out how to paint faster. That's my number one. I'm just too slow. So I gotta just do batch. I hate painting batch, but painting batch is terrible. It, but I, just I can't do more do than it. five at a time. And maybe that's oh what I should God, do. I used to do forty at a time. No, I can't. I, if I try to do forty, I'm just like they're gonna end up looking. Well, they all look the same. They're all. I'm just gonna be like. Blah, 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 blah. I paint one model. From start to finish. No, I, I'll paint five. And, and, I'll, and I just, that's what I got to go to. I got to go to have, I have to find some happy medium between painting all 20 at once and one. Because yeah. I just, that's I want to have mine. another. That's I, how I used to do it. What? So you'd pick a color, like, all right, I'm going to do the reds on the unit. Yeah. Do all the red. Okay, now I'm going to do the skin tones, all the skin. Because I want to play another army, and I'm 40. And I like to play another army before I turn 50. That's my goal, is to have another army while my brain is still functioning, correct? And your eyesight's not bad yet. Yeah, and I still have my eyes still work. Yeah, yeah. So. What a great weekend. Yeah. And it's not over yet. We're going to have some frivolity tonight. Pumping out the coverage. Yeah, yeah. You've just been on this thing nonstop. We have. We've got about 12 hours of content for Eric, for the guys Gracious. to edit. Yeah. Whew. Crozier was in on the live stream. Yeah, it's been fun having the guys from the international commenting on some of the yeah, games. That's cool. Yeah, Crozier and Alex have joined us a few times. Well, I know sometimes it's like a thankless job, but really do we appreciate Yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate did, what you do. Yeah, they did awesome with the live stream. Yeah. That's great. Awesome. Well, awesome. Thanks, cool. guys. Awesome possum. Sunday morning, we're with Mike Rossi. What's up, buddies? Northeast superstar. Well, something. How's the team doing? Well, let's start with how you were doing. I uh, I had a murderer's row yesterday. Well, okay. so, who'd you who'd you have in the first round? I, I uh, Billy Henninger, and so I played him, and he was he was a gem. Um, Did you beat him? Yeah, he well he has the you know Varinger mm-hmm. Alpha Strike, and he went in. Well, and the dwarves are pretty good at taking a punch. They they yeah, but we, he had a little bit of bad luck in the middle, which allowed me to then you know absorb the charge and then counter charge him and take him off. Right. So. I got 20 points in the first round, which is the kiss of death. Oh, no. Well, yeah. So that well, sets you on a path. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> well, I mean, the next game was against Keith Randall, and that was amazing. He's such a gem. 
I mean, he really is a good dude. And uh, that was well, You know what? Be careful, because you know, you're one of the few that say that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Always stirring a pot. Always trying to get me to uh, say no, stuff. No, no, no. It's, you know, I mean, you know. I, I, I mean, you guys I have, you, you guys have a, a shared love of malt liquor, I'm sure. That's the thing. Totally. But uh, so that was close. If it goes to seven, I get a tie. But he, he played really well. Yeah. Um, and after that, I ended up playing Travis Tim with his goblin oh. shooting list. Uh, and I have dwarves, and it was invade. So, so you're like double down. You're like, dude, he's got the guns. At, at the end of six. Oh, oh raise. Oh, okay. I'm so screwed. No, you're fine. Who are you so, playing? Uh, you don't know his name. Patrick Justice. From Southeast, yeah. Yeah, I had to say it like that because his last name is Justice. But yeah, so so with that game, I, I, I was winning at the end of turn six. Yeah. Right? So I, mean, I played my ass off. I was winning at the end of turn six. And uh, didn't get seven. And then I got to play. So I lost. I went from like a 15-point win to a four-point loss. Ugh. And then I got to play Dustin Howard for losing, which well, isn't how, how life should work, right? It's and then funny I got one whole point. So. How many people have had that conversation with Ugh. where, like, Blake Robertson from Reno was like, I lost my two first games and my consolation prize was playing Dustin. Well, that's that's how this room is, but, though, yeah, right? But there I is mean, no losers no, in this room. Well, the, well, well there's losers, sleep, but right? there's, not, there's no bad players. Right. Even so. the bottom rung is still it's still legit, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's somebody said one time that Masters is like a tournament where every game is a game six. Sure, right. Every I game see that. I every, totally see that. So, so anyway, you're, I, you're having a good time. I though. am. It's, yeah, it was. It's fantastic. It's great being here, right? The team overall. I don't know where our where our sports and point paint scores are, but for battle, we're in like seventh out of eight regions, but well, we're only yeah. twenty five points out of third. So that makes me kind of happy. Like the South is running away with it because everybody knew that was going to happen, right? But so we're, you know, we have a good day too. Well, you know, George O'Connell's in first, right? No, George O'Connell's. So it's it's you guys are in, you guys have the number one player, right? right now? Who are you saying? Keith Conroy. Oh shit, we do. He, he's number one right now, and we're still in seventh, right? He's as in a first region. Place. Oh well, my god, that's what I'm so saying. Like, I, I wanted to get your take on this because you got one player that's having a great. Oh first yeah, day. well, but we everybody knew Keith was going to be the rock star from our region. He, yeah. he had the reps. He he puts in the time. He's a great player overall. Just a gem of a dude. I keep saying yeah. gem. This morning's word is gem. Yeah. Worked by G E. Gem. Gem. Now you know. I like the like the TV show. But, uh, Gem of the holograms. Gem of the holograms. Yeah. Oh my god! I watched that right after He Man. So, <laughs> hey, are you ready for the new He Man show? Uh, you know what? That looks legit. I'm, I'm excited about fair, it. Right? Yeah. Anyway. I'm, I'm excited. I like Kevin Smith. Right. So you, you got a, you got the number one player in the room. Right. With Forty points. And then the rest of us. whatever whatever points they've got. I don't know. Yeah. He's Gladys Knight, and the rest of us are the Pips. And he's playing just one on table one. Today. Yes, he is. Is he excited about that, or you haven't had a chance to? Oh, I, I, every, I don't know. Are it's you the, like the Are you like the the guy in Rocky, the the ring guy? Take it to the bunch rock. I'll, I'll tell you right now. If I my original plan was to come down here and not play and just be like drink caddy, make yeah. sure everybody has lunch and like hype. Oh, that's hype. right. You're yeah. It's gonna be you, a hype man. You, how, how is your job of sinking the Pacific Northwest? Well, apparently, I just told you how great I'm doing. Right. right? But yeah. they knew what they were getting when they chose me. So interesting. Right. Yeah. So I'm actually I'm I'm really happy for Keith because I want Keith to have a strong. He had a, he was on a he was on a freight train last year and then he ran into a certain somebody. Yeah, we right? we know the story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like this year it's good. I mean, I feel really good for him. Like, yo, let everybody let everybody see what's up, right? Yeah. No, it, it's amazing. He uh I mean, I saw a couple of his games. Obviously, he had a first first game was a little wonky in that they were on the him and, and him and Grant were on on, on, stream, the, on stream, yeah. And the timing was off, and but then I saw maybe that was game two or th- no, it must have been game three. He played a brilliant game against Jeff O'Neill. Like, sure, literally like if I'm a hurt player, the last thing I want to see, buddy, is I mean, just the, that the, the, the consolation was like, oh, Jeff O'Neill, it was a nice run, dude. 
you know, have a good time. Just try to, you know. Dude, but he played it brilliantly. Of like, course he, he did. He pushed right? it. He said, all right, I got the, I got the speed. Yep. And I'm going to push it, and I'm going to be, in a, it's going to be, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die swinging. I'm going to die on your turns. side of table. Exactly. Yep. And it's in exactly bait, right? Did. Yep. And then he played in the in game uh, four, he played Aaron Chapman, who has got just as much speed. Yep. Right? With the, with his Northern Alliance, or excuse me, Varanger, right? Varanger, yeah. Was it no? It's Northern Alliance. I don't know. It's it's. Six I mean, I can't tell. It's the doing? models. Right. I can't tell. Whatever. I mean, they're they're Griffhounds and stuff from right. like, GW right. Stormcast models. I don't know what the hell that is. I got nothing to say. I, you, once again, you're trying to get me to no, say no, something. I, no, I'm, I'm, I, trust me. Just let me open my own mouth. Silence. It's fine. It's fine. I, you know. Right. <laughs> it's fine. How's uh? <laughs> and then how, it peters out. How's your how's your Mid Atlantic friends doing? Well, actually, you know, it's funny. I just got done talking. Well, so the nice thing about the Mid-Atlantic thing is that I think you guys will do it on a different episode, but they did a lottery to get some extra people down here, right? Because they couldn't get enough to... Yeah, the lottery. Marcelo is an amazing player. He, and, <laughs> right. He would have just missed coming. It was, so Marcelo comes down. I mean, he's a community organizer in, in Philly. Yeah. He's kicking, I mean, he's kicking buddies. Are you going to make his tournament? Yes. Battle Pilgrims, yeah, right? Well, I, got, I got family down there, so I'm totally doing that, right? That's where I was born. Were you born in Philly? Yeah. Okay. All right. I, 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 you got the New York vibe, but yeah, I can see Philly. Yeah, it's a little angrier. So right. <laughs> so are you an Eagles full. fan then? Yes. And Philly, it builds character. Well, you losing builds character. Yes. <laughs> it certainly does, right? And then, um, and and Bart Kohler. Yeah. I mean, we were just having a discussion about yeah. the fact that Mid Atlantic they only look at battle when right. it comes to sending their team because I'm never going to get picked. Right? right. I'm like, it's a shame because like you're 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 the you're the you're the paragon hobbyist. Absolutely. That, you know what I mean? Like he exhibits all three parts of the game. He plays pretty good. He paints great. He's just a wonderful dude. I yeah. don't know. Seems like the way to go. Oh, that is amazing. That. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That <laughs> yes, that totally rules. That's Mike Rossi day. And nobody needs it. It's a holiday. Who knew? Coming at you. Maybe give the listeners some context. Uh, I don't know. Would you like to say what just happened? I think you should. Right. You probably can, you probably can say it better than I can. Yeah, ridiculous. All right. So, so apparently my team had shirts made uh, with my face on it. And just stuff that I say. <laughs> just yeah. So the first one is like coming at you because I say that I I love trash. I'm your fourth mic. Jake Cherapik is where says I'm the fourth mic. It hit you once, wound you nuns. Sounds like a Scooby Doo line. <laughs> it is a little bit. Squadoosh. I made a soup sandwich out of that one. I totally did. And yeah, but uh, you guys, that's ridiculous. I love you, dudes. What is your say? Oh, mine. Yeah. Mine is my favorite. It says, I did this to myself. <laughs> well, Thanks that note, I'm up. leaving, dude. Thanks, I, Mike. I got things. Rob here, back on Sunday morning. We're in the middle of round five, and I am joined by the Battle Pilgrim, Ben. What's your last name, Ben? Yeah, Rob, my last name is Vining. Ben Vining. You got you and Marcelo. Uh, you obviously have very different accents than American accents. <laughs> That's right, yes. So where are you from originally? Uh, from Australia originally. Came over here seven years ago. Okay. I used to play Warhammer uh, 40K with Marcelo back in Australia. Uh, so Seven is, Mar years ago. is Marcelo from Australia as well? Yeah, he is. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So we moved over here, and uh, he got me into Kings of War. We used to play 40K together, and then now we play Kings of War. That's awesome. Yeah. So what do you like about Kings of War? Uh, yeah, I love it. It's, uh, it's a great game. Uh, 
I like the idea of the, the multi-basing. I'm quite getting into the hobby of it and, and building up my models. And What army do you play? I've been playing Undead. Yeah. Undead. Uh, what, what model range are you using? At the moment, I'm using 3D printed stuff. Yeah, so cool. I had, I had some, a whole range of different stuff, but not enough to really make an army. I had some Skaven. I had some Abyss. From so you're one of those guys that likes to have everything look like a like an army of the yeah. same, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I got a little bit of everything. So uh, I thought, you know what? I need to start getting a full army of one particular style. And one of the things that I found building my undead army was I've got a bit of a hodgepodge of all sorts of things and my multi-basing. i like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll make this one like a beach theme and I'll make this one a graveyard theme. So I think I'm going to start a new army next and try and stick to one common theme for the whole army. Did you play Warhammer Fantasy or just 40K? Uh, 40K, mostly. Okay. Yeah. And did you play out here when you came to the States? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. But then uh, shortly, so I spoke to Marcelo. I kind of got out of the hobby for a little while. And then I came back and said, hey, Marcelo, I want to get back in. What do you think I should play? Uh, yeah. Do you think I should play 40K? Do you think I should play War Machine or Kings of War? Because he yeah. kind of played a little bit right. of all three. And he said that he thought Kings of War was the best one out of the three. So... I'm fully invested in that now. Awesome. Yeah. And so you're in the Philadelphia area. Yeah, so I live in Philly. I came down. I, I wanted to come down and watch the event this year because I want to start getting into the tournament scene a little yeah. bit more and, and uh, developing my skill base. So I thought, what better way to do that than to come and watch? So, Marcelo is a great player. Yeah, oh, he certainly is. I, so, And he's been teaching me a lot of the tactics as well, so I feel like I've been getting a lot of You've got a lot, lot of good players in the area. So, yeah. And Bart. Yeah. Great players yeah. and Bart. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so these guys just uh, merged their clubs, and so the Knights of the Mid-Table and also the Battle Pilgrims. Yeah. And uh, we've got a really good scene developing. And you have an really event coming up. Do you remember the yes, date? that's right. It's yeah. next year, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the date, but it is, it's definitely uh, coming up next year, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so Kings of War, easy to learn, yeah. easy yep. to pick up. Yep, yep. Uh, but then also, it's easy to pick up, but then I still feel myself going back, looking at the rule book, and still learning new things. Even though I've, I've been playing for, uh, I guess, a bit over a year, a couple of years now, I still feel like I'm, I'm learning. So that it's it's easy to pick up and easy to get started and play, but then it also has a lot... Difficult to has, master. That's right, yeah. 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 What, uh, would you play any other games or this no, is... No, this is it, yeah. It, it, you know, it's, it, it is a game that can be played casually. Yes, it, it doesn't, that's right. You know, you can get into it easily. Um, but it can also be the lifestyle and, game. And this is the thing that I'm really enjoying about it. Coming and looking at the Masters, it's still, even though it's a big competition, people are still friendly and chatting across the table and, and happy to have a chat with me as I'm walking around and looking at, at all the models. And how would that be if we were in a 40K tournament? I never, I never went to one. I, yeah. I, but I, from what I hear, it'd yeah. be a totally different story. Right, yeah, of, I mean, a little bit more competitive. Yeah, that's right. Vibe. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't say that. They're competitive. Yes. But they're friendly competitive. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, and one of the things that really has blown me away is the quality of all the modeling and the hobby and the, the paint. Ironically, really paint doesn't matter here, right? Like, yeah, that's it, right. It, master is all about winning on the table. Yes. But people have egos, people have pride, yeah. people have passion for the hobby. Yeah. And they, so they still bring their A game. Yeah. Marcelo included, the great yes. looking, beautiful uh, Bretonian army. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's really encouraged me to, when I go back home, to step up my painting as well. Yeah. Now, how often do you get back to Australia? Uh, not very often. There's really tight restrictions at the moment with COVID. Right. So 
they're, they're not letting anyone, and there's no tourism there, and the, even the citizens going back are very restricted. I mean, they have a very vibrant tournament scene for oh, Kings yeah, of War. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, have you ever listened to this podcast? I, I never, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. They, they, so, you know, we have Matt Crozier from Australia yes. as one of our hosts. Yeah, yeah I, I listen to your podcast all the time. Well, I, saw you I, I, didn't, I didn't know if you knew Matt, so yeah. I just... Uh, no, I don't know, but I hear, I, I pick up the Australian accent. It feels, yeah. it, it, it feels uh, nice to listen to some Australian accents. You know, exactly. I live here and I'm so used to the American accent now, and when I hear the podcasts, I, I oh, yeah, that sounds... And the Direct Misfire Boys are really great, too. Yeah, that's right. Which yeah, is another just, podcast. Just really, really good. There's a lot of great, great content. Yeah. How about YouTube? Is there any channels you watch for battle battle uh, reports? Or? Yeah, I've been listening to uh, Newbie Dice. Newbie Dice. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Sometimes there's a lot of good stuff out there. Yeah, um, and and so and I've also been watching the uh, the the live stream. On uh-huh, Twitch. the two where the two yeah. channels. And so what I'm thinking I do I've been watching the table one and two a little bit throughout the day, and I thought it'd be good to watch it myself, kind of pick up some notes. I've even I've, I got my I brought up my notebook because I thought the main reason I wanted to come here is to get better at the game myself. Right. So I brought a notebook and I'm taking notes on. What I'm seeing people doing that I need to improve on myself. Yeah. And I'm well, seeing- first of all, don't play undead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out that yeah. a lot of the undead players yeah, are having a harder right. time than, yeah. than, than maybe we thought we, they were going to have. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so what's going to be good for me is go back through what I observed and then mm-hmm. listen back to the the live stream and and hear what what the commentary on the game was and see if there was any similarities on the things that I noticed and what the other guys were. Did you watch any of the live streams when they were doing UB tournaments? Universal Battle, where they have the the video, you know the video screen. Yeah, I, no, I did, it's, I, it's I, a little. It's yeah. for me. I, I like the live stream of an yeah, actual game. Right. You can see real players moving yes. models. But you know, in in COVID times, that's all we had. So, yeah. um, so that's available. Dash twenty eight. Yep, is the website right that has a lot of great streams as well. Yeah. And I and I imagine now that we're out of COVID, more events are going to start popping up. We will see more streaming. We will see more bat reps. Yeah. We'll see more stuff. Visibly Riley is another yeah, one yeah, that, that's, uh, that does a good job with, uh, yeah. and I think four plus gaming. I'm probably got that wrong. Out of uh, Colorado, they also do. There's a lot of. There's lots of. Yeah. You guys need to start doing some streaming. Why yeah, can't you and Marcelo start doing? You know. Yeah, we we could do that with our games. Yeah. That'd be They're awesome. Just our, our club games. We we get together and play uh, one Saturday per month. And then also, where is that at? Is it somebody's house? Or? Uh, it's at, so Marcelo owns a, a business, and he's got a big uh, warehouse out the back, and uh, we can we can set up huge number of tables back there. Right, and that's where our event's going to be next year. Awesome! It's at, uh, it's at the Navy Yard in Philadelphia. Awesome! Yeah, so we've got a great space for it. Oh, we, dude, that's we, gonna be we, great. Don't, we don't have uh, restaurants nearby, and uh, you know, a hotel there. But uh, it's a great gaming spot. Well, Philadelphia is a cool town. Yeah. The, period. Uh, it's yeah. just, and if uh, obviously you guys are Australian, but like for an American, yes, it's a cool town, right? Yeah. It's kind of the birthplace of yeah, America, yeah, right? So go, go say the Liberty Bell and all that. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. how many points? How many points is the event? Well, we were just discussing that. Bart's talking about uh, the the options for what he wants to do. If there's going to be any uh, special rules, right? Uh, the point value hasn't been decided. We have been. So you're still working on the pack. Twenty three, or maybe. Maybe bring it down to 1995. What do you like? What point level do you like? I've, I've really only played 2300. That's, yeah. uh, that seems to be the standard. And well, yeah, I think I think point. if you play with competitive players, it's been my sense that they don't they want all their toys. Yeah, that's right. And they don't yeah. have to make the tough decisions. Yeah. But, but I find the game more strategic at a 1995 or a yes. 2000 because. You don't have that extra unit. You don't yeah, have the redundancy. Right. Yes. Uh, and you got to play a little more yeah. smartly. Um, yes. But you know, and, and, you know, I think to whatever points level you pick, certain armies are potentially maybe going to be a little bit better at. Yeah. You know, certain armies are better at different point levels. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I encourage people just to play 
different point levels. Don't yeah. always play 2300. Yeah, that's 2150, yeah. 1750, 18, whatever. Yes. You know? Um, I know that Bart's trying to make it very accessible because this is the first year. We want people to be able to come and feel like they can, they're, they're bringing an army that they're comfortable with and they, they want to come. And maybe that means doing something a little different so that people go, oh, I want to go to this new event because there is something different that they might not get at a different event, uh, but also making it something that people want to come to because they can bring the army that they're, they're using and practicing for some other event. So well, yeah, it's, there's, a, there's it's, it's kind of mutually exclusive. Like, you, you want to... You want folks, because uh, I assume this will be a Masters qualifying event for the Mid-Atlantic, yes, right? Yeah. So, um, is that right, Mid-Atlantic? Yes. Yeah, okay. Right. So, you know, you want to encourage them, hey, I'm, I'm playing this army, whatever that is. And yes. You don't want to go crazy with the change to the rules yes. and the special conditions because you want them to practice That's right. with their army. But the flip side, you know, you have an opportunity. You're in the, you know, birthplace of America, right? Yes. Philadelphia. You probably could have some kind of, like, crazy character or something you yes. know a couple different characters to pick from events that are memorable you know we have yes. uh, NashCon or TNT in Nashville it's a wrestling theme yes. so you okay. get like a rest you get a manager to add and yes. King of Monsters in Texarkana yes. they give you a kaiju to add yeah, to your okay. list and so well our, our club name is the Battle Pilgrim so I suggest maybe we have a pilgrim as the special character but I don't know there's there's uh, some discussion as to whether we have a special character or so not. Battle Pilgrims did that come because Marcelo is completely in love with Bretonian yes the grail the grail reliquary yeah, guys yeah, yeah. yeah that's right yeah so <laughs> that's fantastic uh, we, we did some practice games before yeah. we came here and uh, I was playing uh, Kingdom's Men playing the Fanatics yeah and uh, for the models for that he was using the old Battle Pilgrim uh, models yeah. from uh, Games Workshop yeah and he said that's where the name Battle Pilgrim that's came awesome. from, from that model yeah, it was his favorite. That's model. fantastic. Yeah. Mm. yeah, hard to come by these days. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're hard to find, and yes. if you do find them on eBay, they're very yeah. expensive. And he's got, he's got a great paint job on them as well. They're amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those paint jobs from three feet away. It looks good. Yes, but it gets better and better the closer yeah. you get. Yeah, that's right. Do, are, how are how is your hobby skills? Are you? Oh, no, it's terrible. <laughs> um, I'm wanting to get better at it, um, but. Uh, I'm very slow at painting and not... Join the club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, join the club. Yeah. Is there any resources that you've found on the internet? Uh, that, um, that, you know, either painting channels or yeah, blogs? I, I can't think of any uh, specific right at the moment, but I, I have been watching uh, some, mostly their, their Warhammer yeah. uh, painting Well, I mean, but, Vince Ventrilo, Warhammer yes. Weekly, and there's lots of them. Yeah. You know... It's interesting. You came down. Did you fly? I'm assuming you flew in. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Just for this event. Did yeah, you come in yesterday? Yeah. Uh, no, I came in. So I was working yesterday. Uh, I was planning on coming in last night, but then I got extended and didn't finish it really late last night. So I caught the first flight out. I'm a pilot, so oh, uh, awesome. tra travel is easy for me. It okay, I was going to say, because that's... So what are three things you learned just walking yeah, around? Yeah, well, pull out my notebook. Uh, because I thought it's, it's all on good. And I thought, you know what? People from my club are going to say to me, hey... You know what did you get? You know, because they all think it's pretty crazy. I'm coming down just to watch. Well, I mean, they, right? Yeah. If you're in the hobby, I get it. Yeah. Like I right. get going. I'm. I'm not playing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Walk around right. and I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm gonna true. take that idea. Yeah. Whether it's hobby or or some yeah way to play the list. So I mean, I, I wrote down four things that I that I've noticed, particularly from watching table one and two today. Uh, was measure everything. You know, I will often move my models and kind of think, okay, well, I want to move myself so that I'm in range of you know, what I want to do in my next turn. But I'm noticing they're not just measuring their own things, but they're measuring 
everything off to the sides. Angles and distances yeah, from all the units so you know. Yes. Because uh, Kings of War is a game of intention. So yes. if your intention is to be out of charge, yes. make sure that's the case. That's right, yeah. And I think that maybe that's the thing. With Normally I play with 70 minutes on the clock per side, and they've got 65 here, which is a bit tighter. So in a couple of practice games that I played against our two guys that are playing here, I felt rushed. Did 65. you beat Bart? No, I haven't. Oh, <laughs> come on! You got to yeah. be Bart. Uh, but he's got his uh, Trident Realms army looks really nice with the the acrylic basing there as well. It's it's amazing, and he's got that crazy swamp monster. Yeah, that's uh, right. creature from the Black Lagoon theme. Yes. Yeah, yeah, really awesome. The second thing that I've written down here is don't be afraid to play defensively and back up. I'm all, I feel like I always get this tunnel vision, <clears throat> advancing forward, looking for the charge, looking for what's happening next, but. Don't be afraid to move back. And I've, I've played a couple of people that have moved back on me and they're just staying outside of charge range and it keeps me pushing up. But then that's advancing, presenting my flanks to their, their other side that's moving. They're setting you up. That's right, they, yeah. They, they want to spring the trap on their terms. Yes, yeah. So that's, that's the second thing. Uh, the third thing is know all the army stats. When I play, I'm often having to look down at my, my army list to see... What? How many? You mean stats know your own stats, or know the other army stats? Well, mostly know my own, but right. also know the enemy's stats yeah. as well. So then it doesn't take because I, I spend a lot of time looking at my list to Absolutely. say, okay, well, let me just refresh on this special rule. Let me refresh on you know what's my hit value, what's my defense value. So uh, really be very familiar with particularly your own, but also the other armies that you expect to come up against. Right. Um, and the last one that I wrote down is. Uh, same, same as before. Don't get caught up with the, the battles and make sure you play the objective. Um, well, that's the key. Yeah. We're not here to kill each other. That's right. You're here to win the game. Yeah. And in this game, it's about scenario play. Yes. Not kill. Now, there's something to be said, but if you can kill the right units, that might help you yes. with scenario play. But you lose sight of where the objectives are yes. or where the loot tokens are, you'll lose yeah. the game every time. And one of the things that I noticed over here, I was watching game two. And uh, George was looking at the... the George O'Connell and Travis Trim. Yeah, That's right, yeah. There were lots of large horde uh, units on the table. There was two goblin yeah, armies right, going yeah. at it, yeah. And so they were both standing on top of the objectives, and he was constantly trying to work out exactly where that token was so that he could move his... Well, he's moving his wing, it's in, in that occasion, into the within three inches, even though there was something standing on top. So that he can exactly. then charge that unit that was standing on top of it out to something else and yeah, leave the wing right. behind to be in con yeah, control right. of the target. Yeah. Yes. Because they're playing raise this round. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're the things that I've written down so far. That, and it's been really valuable for me just to be here and, uh, and experience it all. Who's uh, someone you met? You, meet, you probably met a few new people. Uh, uh, did you meet anybody? Well, I mean, I arrived just right at the start of the game. So okay, so I, today, this morning. So, yeah, I arrived this morning and I walked in right at 8.30. You missed a hell of a day yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I was... I was Planning on getting four, here last We had night. four amazing games, yes. uh, four amazing rounds. Yeah. I think four games would be too much for me. I feel like, I feel like <laughs> you're, in you're one not day, the only one to voice I that. Like I, it was uh, normally, you know, I think in a normal tournament that does three rounds, in, uh, three rounds in a day on yes. Saturday. There's a lot more frivolity and, and hanging out. Yes. And I saw a lot of tired people last night. Yeah. Oh, I bet. So yes. yeah. So what yeah. tournaments are you planning to attend? Where, where are you coming? Uh, yeah, so we've got Crossroads coming Crossroads up. Crossroads GT, uh, Corey Reynolds. Next and the, month. the other thing that I was looking at, uh, Kings of Memphis is coming up. Hey, that's my, that's my event. Yeah, okay, good. I, I've, I've, so I just pulled out. So I had, I've got the list here of all the notes that I've Yep, so that's at the end of this month. And then in, also, it, it, 
I've got I've got on another page. I've got a list of all the events that are coming up that I need to book into. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're you're welcome to come. You know, Memphis is a great town. Yeah. Uh, we have twenty some players signed up right now. Okay. Yes. It'll probably be twenty to thirty. It's yeah. not going to be huge. It's our first year. Yes. We okay. we had been running a doubles event called the Blue Seed Brawl. COVID happened, and you know, it's sort of like yeah. and and, I, and I've been thinking for a while. I had run. We ran three years of a doubles event. Yes. Something we've been missing in our area is. Let's have one of those slobber knockers. Those like, all right, yes. come and give us your best punch. Yeah, hobby's important, sportsmanship's important, but at this event, it's a little bit less than I would normally. Yes. Normally, I, I, I give a little bit of bump for the soft scores. This okay. one is more about battle. It's like, yes. come on, bring your best game. Yeah, okay. And uh, but yeah, you, you and Marcel are welcome to come. Yeah, okay. It's uh, super cheap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which okay. is a bonus. Yeah. Um, and it's actually in a game store. It's a lot yeah. of fun. And okay. we'll have some. We'll have some masters players there. Yeah. Okay. A couple of them that are, here, yeah. that are here now. I like going to a game store to support the store. As well, and I always make sure I buy something when, well, I, when they, we have an event. This store there. is maybe a little unique. They, they, they've got the entire Kings of War range. Yeah, okay. So they, they're a big uh, War Room Hobbies in yes. the store, and they've got a good selection of uh, Mantic models. Yeah. But they also have GW and Coolman, you're okay. not, because that's the great thing about Kings of War, right? Like, yes. It's figure agnostic. Yeah. If you know, and, and it allows someone that wants to play Kings of War that maybe doesn't doesn't have a range from Manti that speaks to him, well, there's maybe something else yes. that, that works yeah. for him. And you know, they're still playing the game. And that's why I got into this game as well, is because I could bring the models that I had. I, I had models from 40K, but the first army that I started playing against Marcelo was Abyss, because I had the, the, you know, the models from 40K. Yeah. Um, and I was able to bring them over and easily adapt them to the, to the new game. So, exactly. Yeah. Um, and there's also another event that I was looking at. Uh, so we've got the Crossroads in September, the Iowa GT. Iowa GT. Have you met Fourth and Stephen DeRose, who runs it here? Okay, I'm going to say hi. Yeah, yeah. But, and so I've been. I mean, one of the things that I would like to see. We've got that uh, Kings of War tournament page, uh, but it's, it's out of date. Kowtournaments.com. It seems right? like it hasn't. And been so for a long the news time. is. It's it's gonna get fixed. Okay. Oh, yeah. So breaking news: the U.S. Masters is gonna have their own website for rankings for each region. Oh, okay. It's gonna have all yes. the details about how the basically the, it'll be a site that has here's all your rankings, here's okay. how you score it, um, and good. and here's the tournaments. That, and that's great because coming in, one of the reasons why I came this year, I didn't, I didn't. The Mid Atlantic did a, a like a lottery. They have a raffle, right? Yeah. And I didn't even apply. I wasn't familiar. I mean, I could, I probably could have asked my my clubmates, but I kind of. I've had a bit of a resurgence of interest in the game. Just yeah, the, it was. Were you like, worried that you would, wouldn't you wouldn't fit in, or that you? Well, no, I didn't really even. I've had a bit of a resurgence. You know, kind of. I got a bit of masters fever. Once everyone started saying, "Oh, you know, masters happening," and we're kind of ramping up our training to come here, and yeah. and everyone was practicing, I kind of got more interested. So I guess a few months ago, I probably wasn't as into the game then as I am now. Right. So I, I didn't really. That's fantastic. I didn't really consider that I should. Go to the lottery. I've been to a few. I haven't like I haven't been to a two day event yet. I've been to a couple of one day events. Yeah. Um, but I still don't really understand how all the scoring system works. So well, it depends on. The, so obviously, we're using blackjack here, which is an Australian scoring system. Yes. Based out twenty one points. Yeah. Every system, every tournament you go to could, could be different, right? Yes. So the trick is you just got to read the rules pack and understand. Yeah. You know, straight out of the book is fifteen ten five. Yes. Right, and then. Some people use the 20 nil system, yes. right? And it, it, you basically get 15, 10, 5 as a starting point, and then that's adjusted by the difference in attrition. Yes. So the more you kill versus what you gave up, adjust that score up or down. Okay. Uh, and then blackjack is really great. If you're just doing 15, 10, 5, and you win by one token or three, you get the same amount of points. Okay. But in blackjack, it's it's uh, it scales. So yes. the, the, the margin in the game... 
is dictated to the score. Like the score is representative of how close the game was. Yes. Okay. So if you barely won, then you got a barely, you know, fourteen yeah, seven. Okay. But if you good. tabled your opponent and destroyed them, yes, it's twenty one zero. Yes. So, um, you know, every scoring system has their own perks. Yes. Right? It, uh, it, you know, I don't think any one is better than in, so. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, that's something you guys will have to decide for Battle Pilgrims, what yeah, scoring systems fine. you want to use. Yes. You know, and you know what? It's I always tell people you run the event you want to that you'd want to play in. Yes. And that's And this is the thing that I like about it, is there is a lot of options for the TO to kind of customize it to, to what they want to achieve. So like at in Memphis GT, we're we're pretty much gonna be pretty much out of the book. With with a, with an attrition modifier, yeah. but the difference is going to be we have we have uh, three three bonus points. Okay. And it, it it's it's you get one, you get a point. You get two, you get three points. You get all three, you get six points. Yes. And there's just like just a little. So you can, zero to twenty six is what you can earn. Okay. But if you're winning the game, some of those bonus objectives are really hard to get. Yes. Okay. Because they're counter. They're they're not mutually exclusive, but they're counterintuitive to being a winning strategy. Yes. So it, everybody puts their own spin on it. Yes. Some people will have events where you get a free monster, and if you enter, and, and, and usually they'll have a bonus for using that monster in a certain way in this yes. scenario. Yeah. So okay. you know it's yeah that's the beauty of keys of war. It's, yeah. it's 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 you can there's a million ways you can yes. do it. I think there's it was no on wrong the way. Countercharge podcast actually that I heard you talking about. I think it was the Lone Wolf event. There was one scenario that was really complex. <laughs> yeah. And everyone was having trouble working out. And it was kind of Texas Hold'em. There yeah. was just so many flipping per- permutations. Yes. I finally just put the sheet down and said I'm going to play kill. Yeah. And at the, and and on turn five I'll pick up the sheet and yeah, see what I can it. what I can score. Yes. Because it was just it was just too much. Yeah. Uh, that's generally speaking that's Texas. Texas has very crazy scenarios. Yes. They're fun. They're, yeah. They are fun. They're sometimes a little too much crazy, but yeah. like you know, that's why I love about Kings Award the variety. Yeah. It gives you it gives you a great amount of flexibility and absolutely and it keeps it interesting so that people do want to go to other events and new events because it's not just the same flavor coming up and up again. It's uh, exactly exactly. Yeah. So you, it sounds like you're, you're well on your way to becoming a U.S. Master player. Oh, well, well, I mean that's the idea. Is hopefully over over time, you know, trying to learn, I'll get better, go to some tournaments, and then hopefully. You know, well, sometime in the next couple of fingers years, crossed. Next year, yes. uh, wherever we hold this Masters, we'll have a best of the rest tournament. So even yes. if you don't, because we, we, yeah. with COVID, we had issues this year, obviously. That's right. But last year in the Northeast, they had a best of the rest. Yeah. So fifty some odd players that didn't make the Masters tournament were still friends with yes. everybody. Hey, I'm going to come and play this yeah, other event. Yeah, and yeah, I actually yeah. tried to inquire about if we're going to have one of them this year. Yeah. And when we didn't, I thought, okay, well, I'll still come down and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's great. I'm glad you made it down. Yeah, yeah, great. I'm having a great time. I mean, you have a, you're a pilot, so that helps. Yeah, that's right. Do you have yes. your own plane? Uh, I, I, no, I fly for um, an airline. American Airlines. I got gotcha. you. So, yeah. um, that's still got to be a little bit more convenient because you, you can kind of jump around. Yeah, oh, it makes it really easy to travel. Well, hopefully we'll see you in Memphis. We'd yes. love to have you. It's I'll try my best to get there. Ben, I appreciate you coming yeah. on. It's been Thanks fun. So. Nice to meet you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks. Okay, bye. So we're back. It's Sunday. We're in round six. We're really close to seeing the master. I think we, we you know, we got, we, we kind of have an idea of how it's going to go. But we're going to let, let it play out. But we grabbed Ryan. We actually had to get Mark to twist his arm because he's not really <laughs> like talking about paint. But we want to talk about paint. Ryan, let's start with this. We're at the U.S. Masters where paint doesn't really matter, right? For the master part. Yeah. But who cares? You're here but to win. What's interesting is that. You still have the Paragon, which is an overall best award, general battle in sports. Is, is it Ego? I mean, there's some great-looking armies here. People don't want to bring the bullcrap. No, everyone's bringing, brought, their, their hobby game is great. What have you been seeing in the room? So so there are some baseline armies in Texas that I use, and if one of them were in the room that usually is middle of the pack, it would be rating 
to look at my math. 56th in this room. Everyone has so brought like an, an above average, average, an average army. Texas army. Or yep. Texas army. A South army. The, the, would this be, is my would tabletop be the standard, standard army. Instead of 32, it would be 56. Yeah. That's, that's, so what it's saying is the standard is higher yep. than what you would have expected when compared well, to... Well, this, higher, this was kind of the trend the last time I paint judged Masters 2 where everyone brought their A-game on, on paint models. Well, not Austin Kerrigan because he didn't bring an army, right? No, he just brought some models right. and claimed it was an army. <laughs> he does that. Uh, luckily, he doesn't listen, so it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you got scores and stuff, but what did you see out there? Did you see anything? Any trends? Everyone had cool ideas. I, I think I think the community has started embracing multi-basing as a way to tell a narrative within an army, which is what Kings of War has over other game systems, where you can you can do all kinds of stuff because you've got a giant base to tell your story on, um, and and so you're seeing a lot more narrative kind of stories where this is a unit that's ranked up and is ready to receive a charge on both sides. This is a unit that has just cleared its enemies and is freaking out. This is a unit with a bomb in the middle and they're all trying to scatter before it explodes. Um, there are just so many cool ideas that people are starting to put into their armies because they've got the room to play with. And then that makes your armies fun because you can tell narratives. Absolutely. How about painting techniques? Did you see any trends like, oh, there's a lot of OSL this year, and NMM? I would say the highlights have gotten better. Uh, people have gotten a lot better about cleaning up their ink washes, which is like one of the first things a paint judge looks for is, hey, do you still have splotches from your dip? Um, I don't know if that's contrast paints coming out, which makes it easier to do that, where it's less visible if you don't bother with it. Um, or, or if it's just people are getting better and making strides to improve their painting constantly. I guess another thing could be we have a different mix of people. That may be as well. I mean, I, it's, hard, it's hard to speculate with 64 players. and uh, I haven't done the math on how many were returning from two exactly. years ago. Well, we have a lot of new players, like at least a, at least a yeah, we've dozen got quite a few brand freshmen, new Masters players. Yeah. Freshman Masters. So what else did you see out there? Display boards aren't as big as everyone laments well, do you, they are Do you online. guys give score? I mean, does a score? No, it doesn't count, for, right? For paint judging, I don't look at a display board because that's punishing people that flew in. Because right. unless you like work for FedEx and can afford a $300 shipping tag, you're not going to ship or a gorgeous give display me. board. Just yeah. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you don't have a way to bring it display board, I'm not going to punish you for that. All I look at is models and basing. If you have a display board and it conveys a narrative, I'll go, hey, he's helping tell a story with that, but that's at most a point or two, and, and I'm not going to penalize someone for not having one. Right. Give me some cool armies. Maybe ones we haven't seen before, and maybe not the best painted, but maybe themed. Just give me some ones that you're like, okay, I see what this guy's doing or this girl's doing. I like it. Uh, I will always, always, always pimp out Brenton Williams' army. Yeah, the three giants were great. The three giants he's got. He's built. He's built on what he did last yep. time with the fight wagons, which is a rolling tournament basically. Yep. And just oh, they're great. Bart Kohler's got one that is not the most impressive of paint jobs. It's been getting a lot of props online. The theme and the yep. the the. the the feature from the Black Lagoon, right? Um, water basing. Sorry, you coming back to us about trends. Water basing is a trend I am seeing a lot this so year. So let's let's talk turkey. Chris Gimme seems to think that he invented it, <sighs> right? Is that true? Chris thinks Chris thinks a lot of okay. things. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, Matt Young was doing water basing at the same time. Well, Chris I remember, uh, who's the guy from Southern California that's moved to Texas? 
uh, with Jen. Q, Q Bone. Q, a- yeah. You are absolutely right. Q was doing water basing two years before Because I remember so, getting kicked. So Q is the one that started us on this path. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll ignore the fact that I've got a two-inch poured water base right. in my well, army remember, right now. Like we said, though, you take what others have done, you make it better. and yep, it, It's about improving on things that could be done better. Exactly. Uh, people always ask. So one of the things you get asked as a player, as a, a paint judge is, hey, hey, what would your player's choice vote be? I, I don't do player's choice the way most people do. Most people go, hey, this is the army I want to steal. I don't do that because if I didn't paint it, it's not an army I want. What I do is go, what technique, what trick, what tool did they use that I want to learn how to do and then steal for my own? And learn so, and take so, it into your own yeah, collection yeah. of tools. I keep talking over your album. I'm no, such that's a fine. jerk. That's, what we <laughs> that's, that's why you have post prod. So let's do, talk about no post prod. What did the process look like this year? What was there a rubric? I mean, just just so, talk to me about paint at the U.S. Masters. So there there's a rough rough rubric, but it is not very helpful if you're looking for a checklist of like, did you do buckles? Did you do horns? Because because right. you can't you can't do that across this many armies. So the rubric is, is sort of top quality, really good quality tournament quality, tabletop quality, poor and unacceptable. And do you like the first thing you do is you put people in that bucket? Absolutely. So I walk around the tournament three times during the weekend and then a fourth. First time, I'm just putting people into buckets. This looks like a tabletop army. This looks like a tournament army. If I'm feeling really adventurous, I'll do an up or a down to say this is at the top of the tabletop. This is at the bottom of the tabletop. And that kind of gives me a starting point on, on where I need to look. And then I'll start on one of them and Here's my bucket. I'm going to look at all these armies. And then you're not going, I have 64 armies to judge. You're going, I have eight armies to judge. And you can judge those eight armies, walk through. Against each other. Yeah, yeah, you're judging against each other. You're going, is this better than the one I just looked at? Is this better than the one I looked at two ago? And so you rank those eight. And then you go to the next group and you rank those eight. And then you go to the next group and rank those eight. And at the end, you've got eight groups of eight where this group is the best group, this group is the worst. And then you just walk the list. And at the edges, you're going, okay, is the eighth best in this group better than the best in the next group? And if they're not, you flip them and go back and go, okay, is it better than the seventh best? And we're not doing the ranking thing where it's one in 64 painted armies, right? Nope. So, like, I I guess there's buckets. Each bucket has a a, a score, range of scores. There's a minimum and maximum range on scores, and there's overlap to it because you could have a tabletop army that is also really good tournament quality. You could have a tournament quality army that is also... That sounds really confusing and difficult to judge. It, It is actually really, really easy to judge because it gives you flexibility to go... Your army isn't quite there, but it's close. So right. you can reward people for getting closer. Or if you've got someone that's got a really good army, but they didn't base it. Or didn't finish or, it. Or they're yeah, way below mid-model you. count. You can ding them a little, so but they're let me still ask you, where did, they need to Did you ding Jeremy? <sighs> no, I didn't. I should have, but I didn't. Yeah. He only had 11 spearmen on that horde. So, so And the three uh, Aloha. As far as min-model count, I go with rule of cool. Yeah. So if you've got the something... The base was full. If, if you're telling a story and you're telling a narrative, which Jeremy's army does, he has Alohi going well, through is this, ruins. Well, is, is the story he's telling that I ran out of time, so I took three existing Aloha and stuck them to the base? Or is he telling the story that these, these 11 spearmen... Or spear women, I guess uh, technically they're the last survivor of a, a right. battle. And they're, you're and they're calling down to the Celestians to say, "Please send me three saviors to bring me to justice." I don't know. Yeah, I don't know which way which way it would go. One of the cool things about Jeremy's just just busting people's chops. The outside models on some of his infantry units, their boots are scuffed on the edges from where they would be bumping into things as they're being on the. Do you do it on the inside ones though? No, they're not on the inside ones. It's just a little detail okay. like that. Where, where you can see they've been moving through these and the girls on the outside are getting beat up by all the rocks. Interesting, around. interesting. Nice little touch. Yeah. Yeah. Same token you if you've got a guy. You bring them up and you pull them back down. <laughs> I do both. I'm very good at it. 
There's also an army here that that's very well painted, but some of his horde units only have 12 or 13 models on them. Right, right, right. So, so his score is lower than you might think it is because he, he was missing things that are important in right. things of war. Well, I mean, you can take less... Mo it's not about the amount of models. It's how you use the models, right? Correct. You can use basing elements and art, pieces of terrain. There's ways to like creatively tell a story and have a unit that looks like the unit that yep. fits the profile and tells a story. Um, and if the story is you've got a base that's really well done and you've got half of it full. The story is you've got 12 individually modeled things on a, on a horde base that isn't even painted or flocked, then that, that hurts you. Right, exactly, exactly. You mentioned Bart Kohler's army, Jeremy's army. Who are some of the ones you're like, wow, this is really... And you don't have to talk about the ones we always, you know, Hank Gouge. Yeah. And let's be honest, Jeff Swan doesn't need another pat on the back. No, I, I will do nothing for uh, Swan. Tyler Schultz had some ogres that I thought were really, really cool. Um, they were burning a village. They had a windmill on it. Again, Very narrative thematic. armies. Very thematic. Um, That's the thing I like is that you know th there is a distinction between technical paint and the, the player's choice paint. Like I'm yep. pl playing for the judge or I'm painting for the, the crowd. And there is overlap in at least one of those that is a best painted army that is probably going to win a player's choice award that did not get a – it is not in the paint conversation. Exactly. So it's nice to think there's a space for that. Even if yep. you're not a technically good painter – if you put in the effort to tell a cool story, you know, I mean, Bart Kohler's army's like yep. that, right? Like John Hogue in the South has an army like that, too. It's not a brilliantly painted army, but it's an amazing theme, and it, it makes people feel strongly about it as an army. It's and evocative, gets, yeah. Yep, he gets a lot of player's exactly. choice votes for it. What other armies jumped out at you? Jeff Shilkin always is yep. a pleasure to look at. I really enjoyed looking at his stuff. John Vanas had a really cool abyssal army that I liked a lot. No one liked it for Player's Choice. That was disappointing. Jeff O'Neill. Jeff O'Neill has a count. full model count, six horde goblin army, where you get down in it, and you, the army is not impressive at a distance. You look at the army and go, oh, it's a goblin army. But then you look a little closer, and you get down near it, and you go, oh, he's picked out all the teeth in every goblin. You know what I like? The, the, the detail that I like is every banner has the name of the magical artifact. Yep. So it's like a banner, and it says, like, Brute strength or whatever. Brute boots yeah. of striding, whatever he's got on it. It's he's really got cool. every every unit's got at least one freehand banner in it, which is cool, with some texture work and some gradient work that's really impressive. Um, the basing on those reflects what it would look like for a horde of of spearmen to march through a field. Right. With bushes and shrubs and people moving out of the way of them. That army just the more I looked at it, the more I wanted to keep looking at it, and then the more I kept wanting to look at it. And then it was ten minutes later and I had to go judge another army because I can't spend all day looking at this so army. This is a room that, that these are more I would say very entrenched and um, I'm not sure the word I'm looking for, but these are passionate people that are really hooked by the hobby and the yep. game, right? Is it a different room to judge? Like, do, do the reactions to paint scores? Because, I mean, paint scores, they're paint judging suck. They're subjective. Right, and yeah. so you always get the people complaining, oh, well, you, I get it, art is an eye of the beholder. And you try to objectify yep. it the best you can, but it's not perfect. But do you get a different response from this type of crowd versus just uh, just at Alamo, so, for example. So in Masters, you've got people that have obviously been to grand tournaments because they need to go here to them to get qualified. They kind of know how paint scoring works. 90% of the time at Alamo, if someone's arguing a paint score with me, it's someone that has never been to a grand tournament before or someone that's the king of the pond in their store tournaments and right. doesn't understand why their score is lower than they feel it should be, which is unfortunate. Um, but the first grand tournament I went to, I was the same way. I thought I had the coolest in the room. 
And I looked around and went, oh, may- maybe I don't. And my paint score for my first tournament was low. It was like lower, what bottom quarter of the right. field. Uh, so I threw 200 hours in the next army and finished one above average. Uh, so but that's the thing, yeah. The lesson there is don't be discouraged if your paint score is below. Go grab someone and go, hey, how can I improve? Because exactly. that's what I did. I, I beat it out of the three best painters in the region. So tell me why you hate rubrics. So rubric, oh my God, we don't have an hour. Um, <laughs> paint rubrics are a lazy way to not think about what you're doing. Um, people go, I can't be a paint judge because I can't paint. That's bullshit. You don't need to be a good chef to know a food tastes good. You yeah. don't have to be a good athlete to appreciate a well-played sports game. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a good painter to know what good paint looks like because it's in the eye of the beholder. Yes, you don't need to be able to go, well, I can see where he did his glaze and it's slightly off here and he needed better brush control here. You can tell if something looks good or bad usually within the first minute mm-hmm. or two. You don't. Ha- so, so rubrics are a way for a paint judge to kind of push the responsibility for making judgment calls onto the player. You have to fulfill these checklist items that I have decided you need. And you didn't do belts and straps because you have an elemental army. Well, that's too bad. You shouldn't have taken an elemental army. I, I feel it, it, it punishes people for their army choice and for the judge not wanting to do the work of how well painted is this army. They might be also, they don't want to have to deal with the, the backlash. Well, right? uh, and they can say, well, I paint, march you to the rubric. Yep. I mean, I, I think you're I, I don't, right on point, right? It's an easy crutch. Yeah, I don't think anyone at this tournament is going to argue, well, I'm in the wrong category. If I did that and I messed that up, then I, I don't deserve to be doing this. I should be able to go, yes, your tabletop, yes, your tournament, right. yes, your. And, and we're talking about degrees of separation. Yeah, you may argue, a, I should have been a point or two higher, and I will gladly concede that I may have missed something on your army that should bump at a point or two higher. Well, it's hard. I, I we can't, don't have, like, I have, you're on these armies, you're, you're trying, I mean, you're here all these crazy times when they're not playing, yep. you're trying to find the army, and sometimes the players don't put their names by it, Yep. sometimes they don't. Four people boxed their armies up last night, despite four announcements, please leave your armies out. I had to judge them very rushed this morning as they were setting up, because I couldn't get another look at them. Right. And if they feel their point score is low, then you should have left your army out, please. I, I tried very hard to, to We have a, do that. a room that's locked. Yeah. The other, the other problem I have with this year's Masters is doing a 4-2 schedule means I don't have lunch on Sunday to go through and finalize. At Alamo, at lunch, I walk through 1-64, to 64, making sure all my armies are in the right order. I wasn't able to do that tonight. Because sometimes at midnight, 1 a.m., when you're finishing up score Saturday, you will miss things. You, mm-hmm. There was one year I completely missed an army and did not realize it until lunchtime. Just because you had the time he, to make up. he moved off his table, and I was walking table to table. He moved his army to a table I'd already walked past, and, and I missed him and, and had to catch it at the last point. I don't have that luxury here. So the sanity check I'm used to is gone on a 4-2 where you're done at lunch. So let's talk about the, the other uh, conundrum for the paint judge. Effort versus results. So... The last thing I want to hear uh, as a paint judge is, well, I put 300 hours into it. You know what? I put about 60 into my last army. Does that mean you should have a higher score than me? Um, Unfortunately for paint judging, you are judging artwork. And when you're judging art, it is not the effort that was put in. It is sadly the result that comes out of it. So I don't want to poo all over someone's work because they put so many hours in. Again, my first orc army was 230 hours of paint that was done to a very average level because I didn't understand you need to increase highlighting, you need to clean up dry brushing, you need to do all these things to improve 
I was just going, well, if I put time in, it'll it'll matter. And, and that's sadly not how it works. Right. I, I will say, when you're dealing with like horde armies and, and model counts and stuff, I, that does, in my mind, factor in a little bit. Absolutely. Okay, this person's got a full model count. So 200 model army and... So tiebreakers, I'll look at if If these two armies look very similar, I will start looking at... How's the model count? Is there more models on this? How's their basing? How's their mold lines? I'll start picking the models up and looking underneath. Did they go underneath the folds of the robes? Did they go inside sleeves? I, I will, given 600 hours to paint score, I will get get it perfect. Yeah. We pissed a lot of people off at the first Masters because well, we went with the James Wapple approach, which is we're going to grab the worst model in your army and we're going to kind of use that as a guide. Yep. Well, <laughs> and, and it really caught people out because we're grabbing models from the, you know, looking yep. at the units in the back. That, and they're like, that's oh, how well, I prefer this guy's to do only it. Uh, three colors. I want to look at your best painted model. I want to look at your worst painted model. And I want to look at your average. And I want to see where the difference is between those three because that's going to tell me the level of effort you put into your army. Again, I'm not judging models, I am judging the army as a whole. Yeah. So if you've hidden stuff in the yeah. back, I'm going to look at it. If you've got some guys in the middle of a horde that are not painted to the rest of them and I'm getting really at top tables or really trying to break ties, I'm going to look at what's in the middle of your horde. I'm going to look at, you know, whether or not this dude that you've got up next to a building in your thing is there because you're hiding that he's just base primered on the left leg. Um, so what are the top tips you give to painters that are coming to a Ryan Smith tournament and want to do good in paint? Um... So my recommendation will be be good at painting. <laughs> well, I was going to say get <laughs> to, good. To not, <laughs> to not be a jerk. So pick a style you want, whether it's strong edge highlighting, whether it's wet blending, whether it's high contrast, whether it's shaded. Um, we have four very, very different armies in the top ten painted stylistically. Dustin and Jeff uh, have a very distinct style that is similar to each other. Hank's style is completely different from that because where Dustin and Jeff are good about transitions. Hank makes it an art form. And then Jeff Shilkin is like, transitions, what's that? Here is my hardline art style, right. and it looks amazing for what he does. Right. Um, so if you pick a style and commit to it, it works really you well. You've got to pull it off, though. Yeah, you've right. got to pull it off, and you've got to be consistent. If you're doing high contrast, uh, hard transition, and then you do a dry brush unit in that army, it looks grossly out of place. Right. And there is an army here, sadly, that has that, where these three units are done really well, and these units are done well, but in a different way, and it makes the right. army look disjointed. And and as someone that's looking for an army that looks like one army and not Austin Kerrigan's Carnival of Monsters, right. Austin's not here, by the way. I'm just right. I'm we're just, just using. We're just because, um, But as someone that's looking for that, I want to see a, a focused army that's done the same way. Right. What other tips do you have for the aspiring uh, paint judges? So. So if you want to learn how to be a better painter, step one, thin your paints. You hear that a lot. Uh, I can tell when you don't thin your paints enough. I can tell when you when you didn't have control of your paint and your flow was coming off too thick. That's very obvious. That's one of the easiest ways. Clean your mold lines. That is, it is surprising how many good armies I will get to where I'm diving deep down into the weeds and I'm looking for a way to tell arbitrarily sixth from seventh. And I look down at the legs, and there's a mold line running through the middle of the knee all the way down to the foot. I'm like, well, they didn't prep their army. And that breaks the illusion of, this is a tiny little person walking around fighting a battle. That pulls me into, oh, this is a model, and he just painted it. Yeah. Um, so, so prep your models well, clean your mold lines, uh, fill gaps where you can. Um, you don't have to green stuff, you don't have to putty, but, but don't have giant seams running down the middle of a cav unit. 
if I can see the two halves of your horse, that's going to pop me out of judging your paint, and then Absolutely. I'm looking at your modeling. Um, and then the other thing I always tell someone, how can I be a better painter? Don't be scared to over-highlight. Because in a tournament environment like this, most people are going to walk by your army and they're going to look at it from three to six feet away. And if you over-highlight it, they're going to bend back in and yeah, look closer. I, I, you know, I look at Dustin's army and I'm like looking at his ice elementals and I'm like, I need to just paint a unit like that. Yep. Because I think, like, it's bold, right? Like, it, it's very bold. It, the, and with like, Dustin's, it makes sense because ice is reflective. So he can use pure white on the edges and you're going to go, oh, my eye tells me that makes sense because that's what ice Exactly. But I think it also says we are going from black and some blues to white. Yep. I mean, that is about as a big a gap as you can go. And I I mean, that, that's a good tip. Yep. With the caveat there that, that you can go the wrong way with that, two of the best armies here, uh, Brinton's and Hank's, are not over-highlighted. They are very dark armies. Right. They're highlighted very well, but they're also very subtle. And if you're playing to the judges, yep. you got to be careful with that because if you're playing that route, it's sometimes hard to see. And hard it is. And, and it's like that deal where it looks great from three feet away. It looks better when you get in, but like it may not pull you in. Yep, it whereas, may, it whereas may the keep you at arm's length. Circus colors and all the crazy stuff. Especially if you put it in a corner, you don't have good lighting. Well, anything you want to mention? Anything else? <sighs> it's been a long weekend. It has been a long weekend. <laughs> it's almost over, though. Looks like they're just tabling in the scores. So we'll have our master here shortly. Well, thanks, Ryan. I appreciate you coming on. Check thanks for that. having me on, Rob. Yeah, I miss you. It's all wrapped up. We've got our winners and losers. and uh, Nobody's a loser. Nobody's a loser if you're in this room. But, you know, some prizes, right? There were some interesting surprises. How about the team awards? Anything surprised you, Grant? By the way, we're with Grant Fetter, now christened the 2021 Best Sportsman. It's a hard room to get best sports in. It really is. Or maybe it's easy because everybody's really, not easy, but, but you know, like because everybody's really toned in. Like some right. people aren't worried. People, some people are just worried about Where did you, what was your record? Beaten face. Three and three. Okay. But my, my wins were all pretty big wins, and my yeah. losses, I, I... But that doesn't help me with sports. Yeah, right? doesn't help me with sports. <laughs> no, no, I mean, sports is something that's always been near and dear to my heart, right. for sure, especially, you know, going through the Warhammer thing, running tournaments in the past. You, you just learn that, you know, you got to be there to play the game for the other person. And, and, well, it's, like, a, it's and a communal thing, right? Yeah, we're making a social contract. Yeah, really. So it must be tough, though. Sports is a 64-player event. It's a big event. It is. I mean, it's yeah. like on the wet level of a Wapaka, a lone wolf, you know, some, I mean, it's a tough room. Yeah. Well, and, and some people, they don't, um, like, you know, some people like sportsmen. I don't understand why they give a best sportsman award out either. But it, it is something that I, I really do try for, you know. It, it's something that I, like I said, I try like to Like be a nice person? Yeah. Well, be, <laughs> don't be a jerk. And it's not even be a nice person because sometimes you have some people that are trying too hard. You know, they're like, Well, you got to be authentic. Yeah. Right? you yeah. got to be yourself. Yeah. And, and and so there are some perennial people, and there's some really awesome sports in this room, which makes it even that much more important. I mean, you were know, you surprised, me. I, very, or were you like, were you like, oh, of course, very. I mean, I had all great games. I loved all the uh, all the games. You yeah, know, yeah. Most of them were pretty laid back. Pretty, um, yeah. I mean, we were we were BSing. Um, exactly. That's I cool. should have said the word, then I would have got the clink. I've never gotten the clink. Well, go ahead and say it again. Uh, yeah, we were both getting all game. Yeah. yeah. Clank. Clank. Insert here. <laughs> No, but it was good. It was an awesome weekend. Anybody who hasn't come down to, uh, you know, Texas, to Lone Wolf, you know, in particular, if they ever run the Masters again, this is such a great venue, such a great place. Mark and team run a great event. They, the, the organization of the staff, they know what they're doing. They, they've done the big dances. 
It's not yeah. a surprise to I mean, them. The, the, it's the not their first rodeo. Yeah, culture down here is just so phenomenal. Just yeah. as a, as a I just wish the, the South would not win overall yeah. every year. <laughs> I mean, I did happen to notice a slight when South won for the, you know, it was... It was a little uh, over sports, uh, lack, lackluster uh, clapping. Oh sure. Well, we did, we did, we didn't comment, but they, they came in last in team sports. They did because yeah. I would assume Mark is going to say because he's not here. Um, oh okay. But that, yeah. That might be so it. you had a great weekend. Sounds I, like I had a great weekend. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like I said, six great games, which is crazy thinking you play six games, four games yesterday, um, and it went by so fast, but by the end of four games one day. And you got the raspy I, I do. Well, and, awesome. and because the room's a little smaller this time from Lone Wolf, yeah. there were so many people talking in such a tight space that it was a little louder. So it was definitely, um, you know, definitely talking at the top of your voice over six games. Yeah, does a number on you. Exactly. So final thoughts on the weekend, man. Yeah, I mean, final thoughts were uh, <laughs> I uh, got, a, got a hug from the master himself. Well, you trampolined uh, him, right? What? What's that? Yeah, you, I you, you gave did. him the star. Yeah, yeah. Gave him the, you gave him the little nudge. I gave him the nudge that he needed. Yeah. And, and even that game, like, I felt like, and that's the thing, overall the weekend, if you can leave the Masters weekend really feeling like you played your best, you know, yeah. your games were close games, like, you know, and they're all great games. I mean, I've I've been a part of the Masters every year. For Even in Nashville, right? Yeah, yeah. Nashville, I was there. You were at Mark, Mark, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I've been there for every one of these games. You know, so clean played. Such great people. And people who are all big, you know, big names in the community are all here. Mm -hmm. And so it's good to see them from all over the U.S. You driving home tonight or you staying? No, I'm staying. I'm staying over at uh, Mark's. Nice. So, so, so you're going to have uh, margaritas tonight? Well, we're going to have margaritas, I guess, from what I hear. We're going to a taco joint. And then uh, uh, Mark and... Uh, and his family invited me to come over there, and you know they've got uh, a couple of us staying over there. We're going to do the the, the the annual hot tub. And you're the kind of guy event. that would, would understand hospitality yep. and not puke all over his carpet. So that's oh, good. Who did that? We we had some faux pas. Oh, we're, we're okay. Clubmates that did that, yeah. <laughs> and I felt I bad because now you know cleaning and stuff like that. You know, it's uh, yes. I mean, you you, you know a good, good party file when you when I, you come across I, it. I so. do. I do. Yeah. So, well, congratulations again, man. It's a it's a big award in this room and you finished we didn't even hit on weren't you third overall in Paragon third, third overall Paragon yeah, too. So that's probably trampolined a little bit up by sports and paint which I think my, you know my Alohi army looks pretty pretty decent you know yeah, it's, yeah. Not with it's, it's not a polished turd in this room but it's, it's not a polished it's turd. not a polished turd not like my dwarves that I did a while yeah 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 um, hashtag polishing the turds but yeah I, I mean you know when you put all that together plus a pretty decent score for battle too I mean I I don't know. Well, three and three. What did you score? Well, it's three and three, but like I said, I had big wins and, and, and minimal losses. Minimal losses. So I think I, if I had to guess, I'm probably about 15th overall for battle too. Okay. So, even though that sounds weird, only being three and three, but because uh, I was eighth, I think going into the last round. Right. That's good. So at a three and two. Congratulations, anyway, man. Hey, have hey, a safe travel. People you... waiting to talk in the mic. Yeah. Uh, have a safe travels on the way home, and we'll be. A... You don't have any events to plug. What's going on? When are we going to get an event on a Grand Fitter? Get a Blood in the Sun. In yeah. Chicago well, again. you know, Blood, Blood Kings so, of the Sun. Yeah. Kings of the Sun. I don't know. I, there's been some thoughts going around in my head lately. So. You sold off on the trains. You got to start over. I did. I did. All right. <laughs> we got time. Keep going on it. Get working. Well, you know that the, the, the old Warhammer Hills they don't work anymore anyway. You know you had like the two inch hills. They had a bunch of those here. You see people toting those like the stairs. Which were you need great, more playable functional terrain because of the area effect. Is, if you could make ones that look nice that are only half inch inch tall, like I think that works fine too. Exactly. As long as they're discernible that they're hills. Exactly. They're a lot easier to set, you know, multi based units on. Hundred percent. All right, cool. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Counter Charge. 
Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.